Tiger fans, show your pride on the road by purchasing an official State of Kansas Tiger Tag. The process is quick, easy, and your $30 license plate fee will support scholarships at Fort Hayes State University. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive or contact the Alumni Association to learn more. Your car or truck isn't complete without a Fort Hayes State University Tiger Tag. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive today. Go Tigers! Let's go downstairs again. Referee David Burge with our coin toss. Visitors, you will call the toss. We're using the MIAA coin. The logo is heads. The side with teams is tails. What is your call? Tails is the call. It is heads. You have won the toss. They have deferred. You'll take the football. Which direction would you like to kick? Stay right where you are. Central Oklahoma has won the toss and deferred their choice for the second half. Fort Hayes will receive. There you have it. Fort Hayes State will get their hands on the football first and a little bit different look today for the Tigers. They are wearing white jerseys with black pants here on the road. Normally it's an all-white look. Miles Benjus out with concussion protocol, one of the captains in street clothes. He was out there, though, for the coin toss. But normally Fort Hayes all white on the road, but the black pants and the white jerseys, kind of an old throwback look to the 90s and early 2000s. We will take a quick pause, 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Fort A State Football. Beer, wine, spirits. Pick up a winner at either of the two convenient Kaiser Liquor locations in Hayes. Kaiser Liquor and Tiger Radio Mix 103. KJLS Hayes. Along with our producer and engineer, Joel Shorman. On the sidelines, Jonathan Zweigert, Dustin Armbruster, Gerard Walbrock in the booth here at Chad Richardson Stadium. It's Fort A State at Central Oklahoma this afternoon on a warm day. 85 degrees here at kickoff in Edmond. A very light breeze out of the south should not be a factor at all, but that temperature could very well be. Central Oklahoma wearing all blue. The dark blue with the gold numbers trimmed in white. The Tigers, the white jerseys, the black pants, and we're ready to go. Our opening kickoff presented by Simpson Farm Enterprises. New and pre-owned sprayers and parts. Visit SimpsonFarm.com. Simpson Farm Enterprises, Ransom Hayes, Great Ben Beloit, and in Grand Island, Nebraska. We're set to go. And, of course, a reminder, you can always sync our radio broadcast with the MIAA TV network feed. If you have a DVR and a streaming device, listen to our broadcast on the streaming device, pause your DVR, sync them up for the kickoff, and you've got us on radio while watching the MIAA TV network feed. We're ready to go. Tigers will receive the kick high and end-over-end kick from Coveda. It's going to be taken at the 8-yard line, and it's Dawson Brown to the 25, gets spun around and taken down right about there. So Fort A. State will have it at their own 25-yard line. Michael Pope in coverage for Central Oklahoma. So Fort A. State will start at their own 25 here to get this one underway. They'll be going from the south to the north end zones here at beautiful Chad Richardson Stadium. We told you about all the upgrades. And there's a decent group of Tiger fans across the way. Not a huge crowd. Of course, the OU Sooners playing KU right now. Probably a big of a factor as well. It'll be 
Jack Dawson at the quarterback. He'll line up in the shotgun. Senate, uh, the uh, center is Senatuli Teahema. Hand off to Adrian Soto. He's got a crease to the right. He's across the 30, and he's going to pick up close to a first down. And let's see where they mark him down. He will have the first down. He picks up about 13. Dylan Buckheit on the tackle for Central Oklahoma. But a good run of 13 yards on first down for Fort A. State. Left tackle Pat Kelly turned in the defensive end. There's two down linemen, and then the DNs standing on the end of the line allowed the Tigers to get that big search. Good run there by Soto. He had a big game against them a couple of years ago. Quick hitch pass caught in the left flat. It's going to be close to another first down. They got rid of it quickly, and it was caught over there by Manny Ramsey in the middle linebacker, Connor Johnson out of Tulsa, the Harding transfer, the tackle, but it's at the 48. That's a 10-yard gain, and four-day State's first two plays all for 10-plus, and they've got it first and 10 near midfield on the opening drive. Tigers with white jerseys and black pants today. Soto shifts and lines up right of Dawson. He wants to throw. He's got Soto in the flat at midfield. Tries to make a man miss, but he can't. He got stood up immediately by Marco DeMio, a senior transfer from Central Florida. He's a native of Houston, played Division I football. It's a gain of three to the 49 of Central Oklahoma. And Fort A. State will have second down for the first time today. Second down and seven from just inside Bronco territory. Opening possession here at Edmond. There's going to be a fake handoff, and they hand it off. It's going to be a tight end pass, and sliding and making the catch at the 29 is Colin Kreitzer. A 20-yard gain. The ta- or Leighton Cure was the tight end who made the pass. They faked the handoff to the running back, Soto, flipped it to the tight end, and then Cure threw it down the field for 20, and it's a first down for Fort Hayes State at the 29 of UCO. Who had tight end pass on their Fort Hayes bingo card? Now the Broncos jump in the neutral zone, but no contact. They get back in the offensive line looking to the sideline for the play. Good start to this drive. The Tigers down to the Bronco, 29. No score here early on. High snap. Dawson sets up a screen. Caught by Soto at the 30. He gets out of an ankle tackle, the 25, and then stretches to about the 22-yard line. He'll pick up seven. That play looked like it was going to be a big gainer, but Kaishan Murray out of Dell City, Oklahoma, was able to blast through, and actually going to mark him at the 23. So it's a gain of six, and it's second down and three. Good job by Murray to close the gap, or that may have been a touchdown. Yeah, it was just simply that the, he read the play correctly. The screen went away from that side of the field initially, brought it back to the near side, and it set that up. Second down and four for Fort A. State for the Bronco 23. This is the opening possession, which started at their own 25. The play clock down to four, down to three. There's the snap. Handoff Soto gets hit and then gets stood up. Breaks out of a tackle. He has inside the 20 and down inside the 15. He was stood up. Soto somehow broke out of it and takes it down to the 12 for a first and 10 on the gain of 11 on a play that looked like was going to lose a yard. It's been a long time since we've seen the Fort Hayes offense have a defense on their heels. Right now, three down linemen for Central Oklahoma, and that offensive line of Fort Hayes State is controlling the line. Fort Hayes State inside the farm implement and supply red zone, trying to score on their opening possession. They only have one touchdown on their opening possession all year. That was up in Kearney. 
In fact, they're only points on their first drive. Here's Cure in motion. The tight end starts left, now back right. Dawson to throw from the shotgun. It's crumbling. Sprints out to his right, tries to break out of a tackle and can't. He's taken down back at the 16-yard line. He'll lose four. He broke out of a tackle initially. And he had run on room up the middle, tried to cut it out to the right side. They cut it down, and now Teo Hamill loses his helmet. He'll have to come out, and Brandon Kerr will come in for a play at center. Yeah, and Teo Hamill was telling the official, hey, he took my helmet yeah. off. I shouldn't have to come out of this game. He's trying to tell the official that that should have been a penalty. Marcellus Crutchfield is in the game at wide receiver. He'll be split with Manny Ramsey over here to the left side. So to the running back. Now two tight ends will move. Cormany and Cure started up on the left. They're wide receivers here near side. Dawson to throw. Heaves it up to the corner of the end zone. Ramsey catches it, but he's out of bounds. He made the catch, but the pass led him just a little bit too far. And now Fort A State facing third down and three, or 13 from the 15-yard line. Well, this has typically been the issue for Fort Hay State, right? It is the negative plays that drive something backwards. But now, with being so close to the end zone, you really don't have that extra room behind to be able to come up, dial up a big play. Tigers 20-22 in the red zone this year with 15 touchdowns. They can get a first down without a score. They need to get it down to about the three. Dawson to throw. He's going to sling it over the head of Soto. He tried a sidearm pass. Soto was open in the flat. Probably would not have been enough for a first down. And now the field goal unit will have to come off after a very promising drive. Got him all the way down to the 11. But then that sack kind of disrupted things. Well, and now we get to see how Fort Hayes is going to respond because it doesn't matter which grouping tends to have the negative play. It seems to affect the whole team. And Parker Janky is kicking. Manny Aguilar's been bothered by a leg injury. And Janky's line drive field goal attempt, he got it through. Somehow gets the field goal through. And the Fort A. State Tigers score on their opening possession of the football game. 10.50 to go here in the first quarter. Fort A. State 3. Central Oklahoma nothing. We're back in a minute on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. This is the Tiger Sports Network. A 10-play, 60-yard scoring drive for the Tigers. A 30-yard, 40-yard field goal for Parker Janke, who's now 4 for 5 in his career on field goals. That's a career long. His best had been 29 against Pittsburgh State last year. Manny Aguilar's been battling a leg injury, and so was Parker Janke doing the field goal duties there. The Tigers get points. Only the second time all year they've scored on their opening possession. They lead it 3 to nothing here at Edmond with 10.50 to go. Jordan, I'm checking the sideline, and it's not a guarantee that he's not down there, but I don't see Aguilar on the sideline. He's one of the many who's been bothering it, been battling injuries this year. Chanky to kick it off high and short. It's end over end. It'll be fielded at the 8-yard line. And bringing it out across the 20, sidestepping a man at the 23 is Kobe Stevens. And he'll be ushered out of bounds at about the 25-yard line. So that is where Central Oklahoma will take over. Dalton Miller and Kobe Rome on that tackle for Fort A. State. So UCO, like the Tigers, undergoing to mark him at the 27-yard line. So that is where Central will have their first possession of the ball game. They're led by quarterback Stephon Brown out of Kernersville, North Carolina. 
He started his career at Appalachian State, went to Independence Community College a year after last chance U, then was a backup at TCU. Little sidearm sling here in the near flat to Adrian Wilson, who gets belted to the 32 by Lake Heimerman. But that'll be a gain of five on first down, second down, and five for UCO. Well, and this is a team in central Oklahoma whose quarterback, Stephen Brown, is second in the MIAA and 12th in NCAA 2 completion percentage. He doesn't miss often. 65% on the year. He's also run for almost 300 yards this year, and he's going to hand the ball off to Jalen Cottrell, a Lexington, Oklahoma redshirt freshman. Daniel Howard, the tackle, just shy of the first down marker. He angled to the right and is taken out of bounds at the 36-yard line, it looks like. Gain of four, and it brings up a third down and one. Well, I think there may be a penalty here okay. on the sideline, Gerard. don't see the flag, yeah. Yeah, it was thrown on the UCO sideline. Okay, First yeah. Foul. Foul. Late hit out of bounds. 23 defense. 15 yards. We had to end the play. Automatic. First down. Well, here is the problem is that the tackle occurred while he was still in bounds. The two of them kind of two-stepped their way to the sideline, and then the whip down onto the turf is where the penalty comes from. So that's going to move it into Bronco territory at the Tiger, or into Fort A. State territory at the 49. And, boy, how many times. A senseless penalty, and now UCO's in scoring range. There's a pitch to Cottrell. Didn't play much last week. He gets hit and taken down by Mikel Williams, the Tiger linebacker. Good open field tackle. Still picks up about four, we'll say three yards, to the 46 of Fort A. State, second down and seven. Yeah, quick pitch to the outside, and what it does is it allows that line or the wide receivers to get onto linebackers to make blocks after those cornerbacks are eaten up. But in that instance, Fort A. State's McCall Williams just shed the block and got to where he needed to go. 3 nothing Tigers got a 34-yard Parker Janky field goal on the opening possession. Gavin Wilson is listed as an old lineman. He's a backup tight end in there. Now the Tigers get into the backfield, and it's a backfield tackle by Gavin Sproul for Fort A. State. Yeah, there's some names and numbers we haven't seen. He breaks through there and brings him down for no gain. He got to the quarterback, Stephon Brown. So no gain, and now the Broncos facing second down and about eight. And Gavis Brown is from Edmond. Edmond, Kansas, <laughs> but he's from Edmond. <laughs> a little block. Block occurred in the tackle box. Second down. So it's second down and seven for UCO. They're at the Fort A. State 46-yard line. It's, yeah, third down. There they put the marker on. Third down. Yeah, it was slow. It's, and as we mentioned, UCO coming into today's game, just 27% on third down. That is dead last at the MIAA. However, the four-day state defense near the bottom and third down defense. Big play here just inside Tiger territory with 9.08 to go in the first quarter. Tigers up 3-0. Three receivers right. Brown throws. It's incomplete. Tried to go across the middle, and he led his receiver a little bit too far. Lake Heimerman there in coverage as he was trying to connect with Michael or Madison Ridgeway, a receiver who has not caught a pass this year and has played very little. He was open. He had a half step, but the pass a little bit too far, and now it's fourth down on the Tiger defense. Able to get a stop, it appears, as the Broncos bring in the punter, David Vargas out of Guthrie. High end over end punt. This is a good one. Fair catch is going to be called for by Schreiber. He loses the ball, and the Broncos look like they have it at the nine-yard line. They do. Fort Hay State muffs the punt. Schreiber called for the fair catch, and he bobbled it, and UCO takes over at the nine. 
Boy, Fort Hayes State, again, just cannot get out of their own way. And they've had multiple guys back there on punt Early returns the this year. Muff the punt. Recovered by Central Oklahoma. First down. So the Broncos will continue the drive at the Fort Hayes State nine-yard line. It's first and goal after the defense did a great job and got a stop. And now the Broncos are knocking on the door here on their opening possession. Brown in the shotgun, looks to the sideline. Nazir Kemper now in a running back. He's going to get to carry, stretches it to the right. Fort A. State there to stand him up and drive him backwards for a very short gain. Sproul there again on that tackle for Fort Hayes State. So we're seeing some new faces out there for Fort Hayes State. Evan Sproul was there, also Evan Darville. And they're going to give him a couple of yards down to the seven. It'll be second down and goal. Well, Fort A. State, another giveaway. That is their... 12th fumble, dead last in all of Division II football and fumbles lost. Second and goal, UCO down to the Tigers, seven after recovering that muff. Brown to throw, and it's almost it's intercepted. It's plucked out of the air. Here goes McCall Williams. He's at midfield. He's at the Bronco 40, and he can't get away from the quarterback all the way down to the 36-yard line. What an athletic interception by Mikel Williams. They were running a little pass into the left flat, and he just jumped it and plucked it out of the air, and Fort A. State gets a takeaway, and they'll have it first and 10 all the way down to the Bronco 34-yard line. I'm impressed by McCall Williams' athleticism to get that ball, but also Stephon Brown, who is 6'5", 220. The quarterback runs down the 6-foot, 210-pound McCall Williams, but what a play. I didn't see it cleanly because I typically watch the backside of the play, and all of a sudden, here's number six running down the field. Well, he was in the the jump in that pass route. I couldn't tell if he caught it or not, but he was racing the other way. Tigers at the UCO 34. They dodged the bullet after the muff punt, and they get a takeaway. Now you got to score. Got to score six. That is Brown's fifth interception to hand it off to Soto and he's going to get about four maybe five yards down near the 30 that was just some power running behind that offensive line and uh, they're going to mark him at the 30 yard line Calvin Hutchings they play a lot of guys on defense makes the stop at the 30 it's a four yard gain on first down that was actually the second interception thrown by Brown this year eight touchdowns now two interceptions Tigers need to get six out of this. They lead three to nothing with 7.35 to go in the first quarter. Got a 34-yard field goal from Parker Janke. And we do see Watts in there. Trevor Watts playing for the first time since week one at Northwest, along with Crutchfield here to the left side. Brown to throw, looks up the far sideline. It's going to be incomplete. Trying to find Manny Ramsey. He was locked in a battle to try to get free with Tavius McDonald, the corner. And actually, that was uh, Grant Lohr over there, and it's incomplete over his head. And now third down and six for Fort A. State. And is this four-down territory for the Tigers at the 30? Jenkins' 34-yard field goal was iffy. <laughs> and punting here gets you 10 yards of field advantage. So you might have, you're right, two plays to try to get six yards. Empty backfield. For Dawson, three receivers right, two to the left. One of those is Soto. Brown throws. It's going to be caught and breaking a tackle. Ramsey to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Ford Hayes State. Manny Ramsey caught it over in the right flat, made one man missed, and takes it into the end zone. It's a 30-yard touchdown pass from Jack Dawson to Manny Ramsey, and it's 9 to nothing. Tigers with 7-11 to go here in the first. That was not the right pass because there was a 
So, uh, wide receiver that had come open right over the middle of the field. And the defense saw what I saw, and everybody ran that way, and it left Manny Ramsey's ability to run right by everybody. Parker Janke, who is 13 of 14 on extra points, knocks it through. Last week was about as bad of a start. This is about as good of a start four-day state could ask for. They lead UCO 10 to nothing with 7-11 to go in the first quarter. This is four-day state football on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. This is the Tiger Sports Network. Now, four-day state dodges a bullet. They muff a punt. Broncos had it at the nine, but an interception. McCall Williams picked it, took it to the 34, and then Manny Ramsey, a 30-yard touchdown catch from Jack Dawson. And the Tigers have a 10 to nothing lead with 7-11 to go here in quarter number one. Well, remember a few years ago, Broncos had four turnovers inside the red zone, two near the goal line, and Fort A. State got a last-second field goal and won that ball game for Drew O'Brien. There's a deep kick by Janky. This is going to be fielded at the goal line and brought out by Stevens. He's at the 20, makes a man miss, and an ankle tackle by Fort A. State's Kane Melvin. May have saved a bigger return at about the 27-yard line. That's where UCO is going to have it. For the second time, Tigers actually got a stop. Remember, they had the penalty, which gave him 15 yards. He only moved the ball about eight yards on the first possession and then got it back on the muff. This one will start at their 26. Not a big crowd here today on a sun-baked afternoon, 85 degrees at kickoff. And there's been a lot of fireworks early for the Tigers. Maybe it's the Black Pants today. There's a low snap. The band plays on the play. A throw across the middle. The ball is going to be caught by Pope. He's across midfield and down to the four-day state 47-yard line. Daniel Howard makes the tackle, but that's a 28-yard pass completion and a first down for the Broncos. Yeah, free release for the wide receiver that just was never threatened at all. He just ran free release over the middle. That's either miscommunication by the Tigers or a great play design. Michael Pope had not played or very much this year. He had not caught a pass all season. He has one right there. Now it's going to be a keeper by Brown, and the quarterback is wrapped up and dropped in the backfield at the 50-yard line. Jason Wallace, the first-team All-American out of Fullerton College, in there to make the tackle. The Sugar Hill, South Carolina product, all the way back to the 49. It's a loss of four on the tackle for loss by the four-day state. Tigers. Well, that ended up being Jason Wallace just blowing right over the right guard. Montreal Lee, who's a redshirt freshman out of Dell City, Oklahoma. It's a young offensive line for Central Oklahoma. Send a tight end in motion here to the near side. Dante McGee, they're going to pass it in the flat. And the ball is caught and then quickly driven out of bounds. Is Oscar Hammond a tight end or a halfback as they list him at the 46-yard line? Jack Heilman drives him down. A gain of about five to the Fort A. State 46-yard line. And now it's third down for UCO. We've seen Sam Brandt in the game already. Coach Chris Brown wasn't joking earlier this week when he said, if you're not getting the job done, we're moving you out of the game. And some necessity. Four-day stay without Mason Perez and Miles Benches. Brown with all sorts of time. Throws it into the back. It's caught by Peyton Scott. He's wrapped up and taken down at the 40. He'll be about three yards short of the first down. Travion Mitchell in there on that stop. The cornerback out of Wichita. Mays South product. They're going to mark him at the 40. He gains six. 
And do the Broncos go for it here, down 10 to nothing on fourth down and three? It looks like they will. And again, field position. If you punt it away, it goes into the end zone. The 20 is, 20 yards is the difference in the in the field position. Bad as they've been on third down, they're 53% on fourth down, 9 of 17. Kemper is in the backfield. They're going to run a pitch to him. Kemper to the left. He's going to have a first down, and he takes it down to the 35-yard line. That was just a quick pitch to the left, and he's able to take it down to the first down marker. David Artega, the tackle, but not before he picks up 5 to the 35, and the Broncos converting on fourth down. Well, there were two good tackles, one by Ortega and one whoever tackled the Tigers, uh, Daniel Howard, who was there <laughs> trying to make the initial tackle. Forday stayed up 10 to nothing, down to 431 to go in the first quarter here in Edmond. Handoff is going to be given to Kemper, I believe, and he is taken down. We've seen some new faces in there. It was Colin Crispin Gorley, who Dustin talked to on the pregame show. Uh, that was Jamari Ray who got the carry. Or, for UCO, so we're seeing some players who haven't really played much this year get some time here early on for the Broncos as they move it down to the 34-yard line. Short gain of one, second down and nine. And rolling to his right, Brown, he slings one in the flat, sliding catch made at the 24-yard line. That was caught by Jacob Delso, their leading receiver, Eastern Michigan transfer from Okmulgee, Oklahoma. Ty Cooper on the coverage, but that'll be a first down to the 24 on a gain of 10. Well, the quarterback might be throwing 65% completion percentage this year, but when you got guys making catches like that, sliding and yeah. keeping yourself inbounds on the sideline, there's the way, a reason for it. First quarter brought to you today by Bud Light for the fans. Enjoy an ice-cold Bud Light today, but please do so responsibly. First and 10, here's a pitch near side to Ant. Antonio Smith, and Antonio Smith is able to barrel his way for a first down, but I think a flag has been thrown here on the near sideline. It looks like this one's going to be coming back. Without a doubt. And Jonathan Zweiger, this has got to be one of the more excited sidelines you've been on for a while. Yeah, absolutely, guys. This sideline. Number 35 offense. 10 yards from spot of the foul. Replay first down. After that Tiger offense on that first opening drive with that big run by Soto, that got that sideline going, and the defense is really playing well right now. We're going to move it all the way back to the 33-yard line. So that's where this... The penalty will take them back. That was a gain of about 10 on the run by Jim. Um, and we'll try to get that figured out, get some new faces in there. Here's a little throwback to the running back, Cortrell, breaks a tackle and then can't get out of an ankle tackle at the 23-yard line. That was David Ortega who wrapped him up low and saved a first down as Cottrell takes it down to the 22-yard line. He picked up 11 on that little hitch pass to the left, and now it's second down and eight for UCO. 10-0 Tigers down to 2.53 in the first quarter. I'll go a little further, Gerard. He saved a touchdown yeah. because I don't know if there was another Tiger back there that would have been able to get there in time to make the stop. Broncos at the Tiger, 22. They threw a pick in the red zone last time. There's a pitch to Adrian Wilson, an end around, little jet sweep action and the Tigers hold him short of the first down. Travion Mitchell came up to bring down the wide receiver Mitchell who did not play a year ago. A transfer from Northeastern Oklahoma A&M. He picked up four to the 18 and the Broncos now face third down and four. Can the Tiger defense get a stop? So far they have. 10-0 Fort Hayes State with 2.14 to go here in the first quarter. Great start on the road. They've 
overcame a muff punt inside the 10 thanks to an interception. McGee, the tight end in motion, pitch to the left side, and it's going to be Kippert. I don't know if he got it. He's about a yard short. He got jacked out of bounds by Travion Mitchell. That was a big-time hit over near the line of the game, but I think he's short. Yeah, Travion's helmet also came off, and Travion immediately exited the game. That was a big-time hit. They're going to say he is down at the 25. He is or at the 15. He is fourth down. It looks like UCO is going to go for it, down 10 to nothing. They already converted on fourth down earlier in this drive. They need only a yard. They're down to the Tiger 15-yard line. They'll go to the I formation. Kemper, the running back, behind the fullback, Carney. They're going to hand it off to the fullback, Carney. He's got the first down. He just dodges right up the gut, and he takes it down to the 13-yard line, brought down by Sam Brandt. That is two fourth-down conversions for UCO. Again, last in the MIAA and third down, but they are two for two today and are now... um, uh, 11 for 19 on fourth downs this year. And not necessarily the sign of a desperate team, but a team that understands being down 10-0 and giving back to an offense that just shredded you the last two series. It's important to keep the offense on the field. First down and 10 at the 13-yard line. 10-0 Tigers during the one-minute mark here in quarter number one. There's a handoff to Kemper to the left side. The running back just runs behind that offensive line and takes it inside the 10 to the 9. David Ortega comes up once again to make the Fort A. State tackle, but that's a good gain of about five yards on first down. It'll be second and five down to the eight. What a patient run. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that he was ever going to pick up any speed, but did a good job of waiting for that hole in that offensive line to develop. The favorite plays right now for Central Oklahoma are to go outside the tackles, either with that lead play or with that toss, and that's the sign of that young offensive line you talked about because they may not have the strength or the know-how yet how to move those big defensive linemen to Fort Hay State. Antonio Smith is in the game. He's going to get a draw on the handoff, and he only gets a couple. Started up the middle, then veered to the left, and Fort Hay State cut it down. It was Judson Wiltfong, the Norton product, to come in and close that gap. Gain of only one to the seven, and it's now third down and four for Central Oklahoma. They are 0 for 2 on third down on this drive, but they're 2 for 2 on fourth. Central Oklahoma is going to take this to the second quarter. And we're down to three seconds, and that will do it. Our first quarter brought to you today by Bud Light. For the fans, enjoy an ice-cold Bud Light, but please do so responsibly. Great start. Boy, we talked about the bad starts for Fort A. State. Their best of the year today. They're up 10 to nothing after one quarter on the Tiger Sports Network. Built by Fort A. State football brought to you by BTI, your John Deere dealer with locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Nest City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. Let's go downstairs and a Pets Lawn and Landscaping sideline update with Jonathan Zweiger. Quick injury update. Jack Heilman was out for the last handful of plays on this defensive drive. The linebacker from Derby, they were taking a look at his helmet plus his neck area. Looked like maybe he got a cut, but he's back out there. Miles Ballman was the linebacker in his place. Jeremiah Jackson Trotter also back out there for Fort Hayes. They're rotating a lot of defensive linemen. It's a hot one, so trying to keep those guys fresh. It's already a thin defensive line without Gavin Hazelhorse and Miles Menges, two starting defensive ends. 10-0 Tigers. The Broncos, who in that first quarter actually had 81 yards of the Tigers, or 90 yards of the Tigers, 94, have it 
Third down at about five from the seven. They're going to roll near side. The quarterback throws it late. It's over the head of the intended receiver, Adrian Wilson, who had a step on Daniel Howard. It would have been a touchdown. It goes incomplete, and now it's fourth down. And they're going to bring the field goal unit on. Travian Mitchell is to credit for that play because it was going to be intended for that new run, that new wide receiver we've been talking about in Mason Ridgeway. He ran a route that was enough for the first down, even if he didn't score the touchdown down but Mitchell recognized it he cut that off and it threw the timing off for the pass into the back of the end zone Nicky Quavedo whose brother was an outstanding kicker here will come in for the field goal and he'll knock through the 25 yarder so the Broncos get on the board but I think the defense will take that as a win timeout media 14-51 to go in the second 10-3 Fort A State leads the Broncos of UCO with 14-51 to play in the second this is the Tiger Sports Network built by PWC Nikki Covado 25-yard field goal a 15-play 74-yard drive for UCO and they get on the board here for the first time now 10-3 Fort A State with the lead well, give the Tigers credit. You had a hunch after last week. They were embarrassed. But a tough UCO team on the road. But they have come to play today. But a lot of football left. High deep kick. It's going to be over. Oh, Schramer's going to backpedal. Excuse me. It'll take it about eight yards deep in the end zone and down it. So, Fort A. State will start at their own 25-yard line with a 10-3 lead here over UCO. Well, and now to keep it on, it was a 15-play drive you mentioned by Central Oklahoma. They twice had to convert on fourth down, then went to fourth down again, but elected to kick the field goal to make it a one-possession game. It's time for the Fort Hay State offense to keep up what they did on those first two drives. Well, and the defense was just out there for 15 plays. We talked about it. It's a hot day, 85 degrees of kickoff, a little bit warmer now. Stamina and conditioning are going to be a factor with a team that's already shorthanded because of injury. So Fort A. State has it. This is their third possession of the day at their own 25-yard line. The handoff to Soto up the middle, cuts to the outside. He's at the 30. He'll get five, maybe six. But a good positive play, Dylan Buckite, second team All-MIAA a year ago out of Moore, Oklahoma, the tackle. That's a five-yard gain to the 30, brings up second down and five. And for Central Oklahoma, Jason Harris has to come out. He lost his helmet on the tackle, so he'll exit for a game. And they'll bring Noah West, a third-team All-MIAA selection at linebacker from a year ago, into the contest. Oh, you a station break. We'll get it after this play. Four-day stayed on the line of scrimmage for second down and five. It's at their own 30. Broncos jump. No flag is thrown. They run it in the flat, and the ball is caught. I think that's Cure, and he's got a first down. Boy, it looked like he was in the neutral zone, didn't it? But there was no flag. Let's squeeze in 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Fort A. State football. Ethan Forrester is the quarterback now for Fort A. State. That was Leighton Cure, the tight end. He picked up five. It's a first down. Now Cure in motion to the right. Now back to the left. They hand it off to Soto. Runs around the left side. Looks for a block. He takes it near the 40. He's driven backwards at the 39 by Chase Faber, a McAllister, Oklahoma freshman. But a four-yard gain to the 39-yard line for Fort A. State running back Adrian Soto. He is feeling better, and you can tell when he runs the ball. He's running it different than he did at the beginning of the year. He's the healthiest he's probably been all season, and he's off to a good start here today. And this offensive line is playing really well through the first quarter and now a little bit into the second. 
Florida State has it out to their own 39-yard line, leading 10-3. We're early here in the second quarter. They're going from our left to right, north to south. Soto, a shovel pass to Cure, and the tight end just tries to bulldoze his way forward. He gets about four yards to the 43-yard line. He'll be short of the first down by two. Faber, the linebacker, in there again on that UCO tackle. They're going to mark him down at the 43, so he picks up four. And Florida State facing third down today. They are one for two on third downs. They need about two and a half yards. They need to get it to their own 45. They lead 10 to three, just inside 13 minutes to go. Forrester slaps his hands. The quarterback's going to keep it himself. He's got a first down and more. Bangs into a Bronco. Stays on his feet inside the 45 and down to the 41. Montrell Cozart, the defensive tackle out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, brings him down at the 41. But that's a 17-yard run on third down and three, and it's a first and 10 for the Tigers. And the guy who thought he was going to make the tackle but got bulldozed was Jonathan Mosley, who's 6'1", 200. By the way, Jonathan Mosley loved him in How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Very nice. Well, how about Forrester? That was an authoritative run. He just barreled over the Bronco. Two hands on the football, too. And he's got it down to the 41. Tigers up 10-3. to three. Soto shifts now to the left to Forrester, who gives him the ball. And Soto's not going to get much. About a yard to the 40. Jason Harris, Tulsa, Oklahoma redshirt junior, Booker T. Washington High School, who had a 35-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown a week ago, makes that tackle. It's a gain of only one to the 40, and it brings up second down and nine. For what it's worth, the starting quarterback today, Jack Dawson, has his helmet. He's behind the quarterback sending in the signal, so I think this is about getting Ethan Forster reps and maybe a view into what next year might be for the two quarterbacks. Four-day state, second and nine for the Bronco, 40 early here in the third. They're going to play action to run a little swing pass here on the near side to Dawson Brown, and he gets flung to the turf on the tackle by Kobe Stevens. Stevens picked him up after the play and flipped him down. No flag. Well, it's no worse than what was done on the sidelines earlier in this contest. I mean, the play was over, and he had him, and he just flipped him to the turf. Tigers got called for a late hit out of bounds for much of the very same tackle. That play loses three back to the 43-yard line, and now it's third down and 12. Tigers are two for three on third down today, but this is the longest they've had to convert. Cure is a tight end to the right, along with receiver Manny Ramsey. Crutchfield is far side, along with Brown. Snap back to Forrester. Has time in the pocket. Goes near side. It's caught by Leighton Cure. Splits a tackle, and he gets the Tigers into a decision here on fourth down. He's going to be short. Tackle by Jonathan Mosley, the Spencer, Oklahoma product. But at Carl Albert, brings him down to the 33. He picked up 10, and now it's fourth down and two. And it looks like the Tigers are going to go for it. Tigers. Kind of in that no man's land. Yep, Tigers do bring in Kale Cormany into the lineup this time so for a two tight end set. They'll line up to the right. Ramsey wide receiver right. Trevor Watts wide receiver far left. Now Cormany comes in motion. He lines up under center. They've run a play like that before, and the Tigers jump early. I think they were trying to get the Broncos to jump early, and it was Riley Setlick, the Orton Nebraska freshman, who jumped, and now instead of fourth and three, Fort A. State will be facing fourth down and eight and probably have to punt this one away. Five-yard penalty. Well, and you're probably taking the timeout. The clock was running down. You take the timeout, and you talk about it on the sideline. Do we go for it? Do we punt this one away? Well, now there's no decision. Yeah. Now it's absolutely a punt. So that'll move it back to the 38-yard line. 
and they've run that play successfully for a first down twice this year where the tight end goes in motion, lines up under center. That time they didn't snap him the ball. They were trying to get the Broncos to jump, and it backfired. Jordan's twice in this, out of the three drives Fort Hayes State has had, the negative play stopped themselves. So Ethan Sawson back at his own 47 will line up to punt. Broncos try to get him. He kicks a high line drive punt. It's going to land inside the five, and it hit a Bronco in the end zone, then rolls out of the back of the end zone, or maybe it didn't hit him. It looked like a Bronco touched it in the end zone, but they say it's a touchback, so it's going to be a long punt of uh, 38 yards. Time out, time out. Media. Media. Goes out of the end zone, and UCO will start at their 20. We have a timeout of the field. It comes with 9.57 to go in the first half. Fort A. State 10, Central Oklahoma 3. This is the Tiger Sports Network built by PWC. This is the Tiger Sports Network. Second quarter brought to you by Cutwater Bar Quality Cocktails, ready to drink on game day. Enjoy a Cutwater canned cocktail today, and remember to drink responsibly. Florida State football also presented by Golden Belt Bank. Your life has a story. Golden Belt Bank wants to get to know that story. It's banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Visit them at goldenbeltbank.com. Pittsburgh State up 14 to nothing at Lincoln. We'll get you some other MIAA scores. Emporia State in the third quarter leads Nebraska Kearney up at Cope Stadium 27-14. How about the Hornets this year there? They lost to UCO down here in week two, and they have not looked back. High formation. The fullback is in there for UCO. That's Andrew Carney, and they're going to play action. Brown to throw. He's got a receiver wide open downfield. Makes the catch at the 40. It's going to be a touchdown for Central Oklahoma. Oscar Hammond, the tight end, all by himself. It's an 80-yard touchdown pass. That is the longest TD pass in Stephon Brown's career. And the Broncos are within a point now at 10-9. One play and a breakdown by the defense. The first big breakdown we've seen of this Fort Hay State defense today. And the only question was, was the tight end going to haul it in? Could Hammond... Pull at that, pull that ball into his chest and take it because an easy jog rest of the way for the touchdown. Well, a breakdown in coverage. Fort A. State have been playing so well defensively today. Now Covetis' kick is good, and after the Tigers raced out to a 10 to nothing lead, 10 unanswered by UCO, and we've got a tie game. 10 to 10 here in Edmond with 9:46 to play here in quarter number two, and boy, that turned quickly. Well, you kind of thought that maybe Fort Hayes State, if they got that stop, got a score on that previous drive, we're going to reestablish that two-possession lead. But boy, with 9:46 to go in the second quarter, you got a good old-fashioned Oklahoma red dirt ruckus happening here in in Edmond, Oklahoma. So the Broncos, a 15-play, 66-yard drive. They had to settle for the field goal, and then they come right back and hit an 80-yard touchdown pass, the longest in Stephon Brown's career ever. He was a backup at TCU two years ago and opted to transfer here to Edmond to get some playing time, and he showed that D1 caliber arm right there. And this is the big moment of the game. This has been 
the big moment of every game this year is how does Fort Hay State respond to the adversity? Being up 10 nothing, now being tied in the game, so far this season, it has not been a good response. Dawson Brown and um, this will be a short pooch kick. And Fort A. State needs to hurry to run under it, and it's going to be Alex Schramer at the 20-yard line. Breaks up the sideline. Should have been a horse collar tackle. They grabbed him behind the back of the shoulder pad. They don't call it, and a head up, heads up play there by Fort A. State's Alex Schramer. That ball bounced at the 25. It was a free ball, but he was able to run under it and brings it out to the 25, and that is where Fort A. State will start this possession. Boy, that is two times now in this game. Yeah. And we've seen what appear to be pretty blatant penalties. They picked up Dawson Brown earlier and flung it to the turf with no call. And the tackle was not completed, but the collar was grabbed yeah. and he was pulled backwards to slow him down and stop him. Then the rest of the tackle completed. That's, that's where you get guys hurt. Jack Dawson is back in at quarterback. Adrian Soto has gone the entire way. If you just joined us, Jaquan Tillis out for the year. Dawson, a quarterback draw, and there's very little there. About three up to the 28-yard line. He had a designed run, and he runs into a wall of Broncos, but it was Hunter Largent, the defensive tackle out of Noble, Oklahoma, to bring him down. They're going to say the knee hit at the 27. So just a two-yard gain on first down brings up second and eight. Tigers had a 10 to nothing lead, but now we're tied at 10 with 9-18 and counting here in the second quarter. Well, Largent is right. Large, 6'2", 345. He's a jet as well. There's Soto. He gets spun around and gets only a yard to the 29-yard line. We'll give him two. And the Broncos now starting to tee off. They're getting some great penetration. And Fort A. State's going to face a third down. They're going to mark him at the 28-yard line. So he only gets one. And now it's third down and seven for Fort A. State. You got Jack Dawson, who's five for eight, and a touchdown, 54 yards. And they're not using his strength right now on this drive. Watson Crutchfield, wide receivers left. Manny Ramsey, who has a 30-yard touchdown catch to the right. Dawson throws, is caught, but a big-time hit. A great adjustment by Watts, but Vaughn Deary out of Flower Mound, Texas. The Bucknell transfer was right there and drives him down at the 33-yard line. It's a gain of five, and Borde State is going to bring the punt team on. That was a great adjustment by Watts to find that ball and catch it. But a great open field tackle in Fort A. State for the first time today goes three and out, but it's back-to-back punts for Fort A. State. Well, and Gerard, you put Jack Dawson into a situation where the defense knows what's coming. It's third and seven. It is a passing down. Central Oklahoma just kept everything in front of them. It's been a problem this year. Dawson's had some less than desirable third down positions. Sausage to punt, low and line drive. It's gonna land at the 30 and bounce inside to about the 28-yard line and be down there. So it's a 40-yard punt with no return. Central Oklahoma is going to get pretty good field position here. 7.42 to go until halftime. The Broncos were down 10 to nothing, but now 10 unanswered, and they have the ball and a chance to take the lead starting at their own 28-yard line. Well, doesn't it feel like Fort Hayes was so aggressive offensively early that they kind of shot to Central Oklahoma and then just two straight runs up the middle set up third down and seven. The Broncos will have it at their own 28-yard line. Tie game at 10 here at Edmond. It's been an exciting one so far. Tigers got off to a great start. A field goal on their first possession. Had a 10-0 lead. 
Stephon Brown, who had an 80-yard touchdown pass on his last possession, wants to throw again, rolls to his left. He lobs it over the top, and it's going to be incomplete. I think he was actually trying to throw it downfield to Diego Richards, but JV on Dangerfield came from across the way and tried to run under it. The pass was overthrown and incomplete, second down. And, and Gerard, the reason that um, the quarterback was able to make that pass, I don't know why he didn't take off and run, yeah. was because he is 6'5", 220, so he's got a lot of torque when he decides just kind of jump up and flip that pass forward. Second down and 10, UCO for their own 28-yard line. Pistol formation for Brown. He hands the ball off to Peyton Scott, and a flag comes down as Scott and the helmet flies off from a Tiger. Scott gets about a yard, maybe two, but this is going to be a hold on UCO. Yeah, the, the hold is going to be Colin Crispin Gorley, who was back there to almost take the handoff, and then his shoulder became dislodged Holding. from the rest of his body. Robert Gibbons there, redshirt freshman right tackle. I keep hearing something in the background on our field mic with Jonathan Zweigert. It's the waterfall on that end of the field from below the video board running all the way down the burn on that south end of the stadium. Makes it a unique setting. I keep thinking, what's that static? It's the waterfall. So that'll move it back to the 18. It is a unique setting here at Chad Richardson Stadium, but boy, what a beautiful, and the upgrades they've made, the extra seating. It seats 12,000. It'll be far from that today here. Tigers go to their 3-3 stack in this second down and long. Second down and 20. They're going to run a little shovel pass up the middle, and maneuvering his way is the running back, Kipper. He gets back the penalty yardage and more all the way up to the 35. Travion Mitchell there to make the stop. That's a gain of 17 yards and brings up a very third down and manageable third down and three. The right guard, Montreal Lee, made a great pull to the left and a cut block on the defensive end. He was able to get Wiltfong out of the area that he was supposed to contain. So Wiltfong did his job at least of keeping containment, but then nobody in the middle of the field was there to make the tackle. Broncos 0 for 4 on third down today, but they're 2 for 2 on fourth. Three receivers here to the left side of the formation. Little pitch to the near side. That's Kemper, and he's going to have the first down it looks like he does out to the 40. That was just a simple, quick pitch. Lake Heiberman there to make the tackle for four days. State Sam Brandt in there as well, but it'll be a first down on a gain of five, and their first third down conversion of the day. A simple quick pitch to the left. They've run that a lot this afternoon. Uh, and, and a hold. McCall Williams got held, and, and this it's not getting called today at that secondary level. Secondary and linebacker level, so Central Oklahoma is going to continue to do it. Gavin Wilson comes in. He's a tight end. Lines up to the right side. Two backs in the backfield. Play action. Brown to throw. He's looking deep. Now being flushed to his left. Tigers pursuing. Gets hit as he throws. It's incomplete. No penalty marker. It was a good pursuit by Jeremiah Jackson Trotter. The official took a good long look at it, but no flag. The pass goes incomplete. It'll bring up second down and 10. You want to know when there's not going to be a penalty is when when the quarterback helps up the defensive end. They slap each other on the top of the helmet, and they go their opposite ways. That's also probably two power forwards going at each other. 6'7", <laughs> yeah. Jeremiah Jackson Trotter, 6'7", 220. Stephon Brown, 6'5", 220. I bet they both could help their respective basketball teams at UCO at four-day state. Second down and 10, pistol formation, handoff up the middle. That's Jalen Cottrell, and he's going to have a first down. He just kept dancing his way to the left and eventually gets driven out of bounds by Daniel Howard, but it's a first down to the midfield mark on a gain of 10. The Tigers are not keeping contained now. They did so good of that uh, on the first two defensive drives, but they're not keeping contained, and it's just a slow run, a patient run. How about that? 
to the edge and just picking a hole as Central Oklahoma believes and now knows that they're faster to the outside. It's a 10-yard gain. The Broncos at midfield. We're tied at 10 with five and a half to go in the second. Four receivers now to the right. Empty backfield for Brown. He's got time. Throws across the middle, and a spinning catch is made by Michael Pope. Or excuse me, that is Madison Ridgeway. Madison Ridgeway. With the catch, it'll be a first down to the 32-yard line on a gain of 18. Nice job of coming back to make that reception. And the Broncos quickly back to the line of scrimmage on first down. Brown hands the ball off to Cottrell, who stumbles and gets about two yards to the 30. Lake Heimerman was able to come in and disrupt that play, but it was really Cottrell who tripped when he took the handoff and gets two to the 30-yard line, second and eight. Well, Fort A. State has got to figure out a way to get on the big wide receiver who's making a big debut today in Madison Ridgeway, but he has been wide open a couple of times. They're going to say a one-yard gain to the 31, second and nine, UCO trying to break a 10-all tie with 4.38 to go until halftime. Empty backfield for Brown. He throws it deep across the middle. Again, a man wide open. It's going to be caught in a first and goal. Adrian Wilson. From Tulsa Union, by way of Northeastern Oklahoma A&M, wide open at the three-yard line. It's first down, brought down by Sam Brandt. Well, there's just there's way too many open players, way too many open receivers, and already up on the lo- ball of Central Oklahoma. 28-yard gain. There's a handoff. Cottrell, Ataxia, Nazir Kemper, he dives in. The Broncos now with 17 unanswered, having or 16 unanswered, lead it 16 to 10. There's, there's just there's no way that what receivers and tight ends can be this open this frequently. It's an alignment issue. It's guys not doing their job. It's, it's looking into the backfield for the play action. Whatever it is, Fort A. State is not getting the coverage they need. Had a great start defensively to this game, but they've been carved up now in the last two possessions. Nicky Quavedo and the extra point got tipped, and I think it's blocked. It is no good. A Tiger got a hand on it and blocked the extra point. So it's 16 to 10. The four-day state deficit is now six. Still 4:15 to go. Remember, UCO gets the ball to start the third quarter. So a big possession here for the Tiger offense, trailing 16 to 10. Well, and this is the four-minute offense that you need that you would typically try to end a game with. This is where you need that four-minute offense to take time off the clock and score and get yourself to the locker room. Look, Fort A. State is not out of this by any means, but it kind of feels like it's slipping. 16 straight unanswered points, and Jonathan's wide on the sideline. We've seen this before, and some of that emotion has gone off the sideline now. Yeah, absolutely, and you're also seeing guys that are obviously dealing with some of the heat issues. Jeremiah Jackson Trotter, he's been rotating in and out. Also, Tigers on that last play without so one of the defensive backs, Daniel Howard, he couldn't go. He's over here on the sideline getting attention because he's hot, you can tell, and that's what the offense for the Tigers needs to keep their defense off the field for a minute to give these guys a break. Sideline update brought to you by Pets Lawn and Landscaping. Commercial and residential lawn care, landscaping, fencing, and outdoor lighting. Go to their Facebook page and see some of their work. Pets Lawn and Landscaping. To that point, John, the last drive by Fort Hayes State was three plays, eight yards. Time of possession was two minutes, but that's not near enough time. Yeah, Even if you don't score, you got to get a few first downs. High, deep kick from Covado, and 
going to be caught in the back of the end zone and taken on a knee by Alex Schramer. And Tigers will start at their own 25. And your team will look like champions with apparel from Redeem Designs on Binded Hayes. Whether it's on the field or in the office, let the Redeem team help you with screen printing, embroidery, and graphic design. Redeem Designs, 22 Vine in Hayes. Great design delivered. Our second quarter brought to you by Cutwater Bar Quality Cocktails. Ready to drink on game day. Enjoy a Cutwater canned cocktail today and remember to drink responsibly. 16-10 now, Central Oklahoma. 16 straight for UCO after a 10-0 start for the Tigers who have it at their own 25-yard line. Jack Dawson, the quarterback. In motion comes the tight end, Leighton Cure. He'll line up over in the right slot. They hand it off to Soto, trying to run that way. The Broncos bring him down for no gain. Forte State able to run the ball successfully early on, but for the last two possessions, it has been no go. As the Broncos get a tackle. Zane Adams, I believe, is who's going to get credit for that. A half of a yard game, we'll call it second down and ten. Well, and the last drive started exactly like this. A run for basically no gain two yards the last time. Tigers did well on first down in that first quarter in which they built the early 10 to nothing lead. Soto lines up left of Brown. He throws, at, or Dawson, and it's caught over in the... Across the middle of the field, that's Leighton Cure once again. Nope, that is uh, caught over there by Calvin Stapp. Uh, Colby product. It'll be a first down all the way up to the 37-yard line of gain of 12. Stapp with a nice catch. Boy, that was much needed to move the chains at first and 10 Tigers. They're down 16-10 to 10 with 3.20 to go until halftime. Two receivers left, one here to the right. That's Ramsey. And they hand it up the middle of Soto. Soto breaks out of a tackle. He's across the 40, lunges all the way up to the 42-yard line. He picks up five, and that was all on Adrian Soto. And another helmet is loosened on the field. We've had more helmets fly off. I think Trayvon Craig made the tackle, and uh, Bronco's going to have to come out of the game. Yeah, that is Blake Barron that has to come out. He's saying that a Fort Hay State player removed his helmet. Well, that's what happened to one of the Fort Hay State <laughs> offensive linemen, Teo Hama, earlier in the contest. 16-10, Broncos. That was a five-yard gain for Soto, so it's second and five from the Tiger 42. Dawson hands it off to Soto to his left and then gets stacked up. He gets yardage out across the 45 to about the 46-yard line, so it's a gain of four. It'll be third down and one. Clock rolling, 240 and counting. Four-day state, in fact, both teams of all three timeouts left. And this is a big third down for the Tigers, who are two for five so far in this game. Tigers got Riley Setlick pulling out from left guard to around the right tackle that time for the lead block, but there was not only the defensive end, but also a linebacker there waiting for him, just too many there to take care of. Soto lines up to the right of Fuller, gets the handoff, and he's got a first down, just runs right up the middle behind Senatuli Teahema and Riley Setlick and lunges forward to the 48-yard line and picked up two. It's a first down for the Tigers. Tackle made by Jordan Levu out of Patterson, California. Oh, everybody's going to play in this game uh, it, for both teams. Yeah, UCO's a deeper team. At least they played a lot more guys and maybe even more so today with the Heat. First and ten Tigers. Now the two tight ends, Cormany and Cure, who lined up on the left side of the formation, shift to the right. High formation, back to pass. Brown across the middle. Or Dawson, I should say, looking downfield. He was trying to hit Marcellus Crutchfield. And it was over his head and incomplete. I think that's the first target all year for Crutchfield, who hasn't played a whole lot. He started his career just down the road in Norman in Oklahoma as a walk-on wide receiver, and he's playing for the first time this season today. Yeah, that was a pretty late hit by Largent. 
on the quarterback, Jack Dawson. Second down and 10, Forte State at their own 48-yard line, down 16 to 10. Dawson throws, it's caught in the flat, sure makes a move, moves inside the 45 to about the 44, a flag thrown late. This might be a face mask and give Fort A. State a first down. Big time catch by Cure, then made a move and was able to get a couple of more yards down to the 45. Personal foul, face mask, number 37 defense. 15 yards, we had the play. Automatic, first down. That's Blake Barone, a Butler Community College transfer by way of Rockwall, Texas with the foul. And how about our lead referee, Chad Burge, a little, little excitement, a little emphasis on those calls. And that'll move it down to the 30, where it's a first down for Forte State. So the Tigers down 16 to 10, trying to answer here with a minute 40 left in the first half. We'll get an ID after this play. In motion comes Brown. Play action. Dawson to throw the quarterback in trouble, and he's going down. He'll be sacked back of the 31 by Robert Fuentes, the Stowe College transfer from San Antonio. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Forte State football. Wine, spirits, pick up a winner at either of the two convenient Kaiser Liquor locations in Hayes. Kaiser Liquor and Tiger Radio Mix 103. KJLS Hayes. Tigers burn a timeout. They have two remaining. Carney Lee, or excuse me, Emporia State now leads Carney 34-14 today up in Carney. It's halftime. Northwest Missouri State on top of Washburn. 23 to 10. So some interesting scores today across the MIAA. Those are the two biggest games of the afternoon. Here it's 16 to 10 Central Oklahoma after four days state and taking a 10 to nothing lead. By the way, your Mapes and Miller scoreboard update. Mapes and Miller CPAs, certified public accountants and business advisors. They have offices in Plainville, Norton, Stockton, and Quinter. I think that last play was supposed to be a quarterback draw. And Quince has just read it faster than what the offense could get it pulled off. And if Dawson gets by that initial surge, there's 15 yards of turf in front of him. It was a great play call. Tigers just didn't execute. So they're back at the 31, second down and 11. They trail 16 to 10, a minute 33 to go until halftime. Cure in motion, and the Tigers move. Boy, negative play and then a penalty. Cure came in motion, but one of the linemen, I believe, jumped. Ball start, Ball start. Five, 55, offense. offense, five-yard penalty. Center, Teohama. Teohama flinched. Boy, and Just can't have that. And, and you wonder, without Aguilar kicking today for the Tigers, yeah. what is Janky's range? And with the now six yards lost on first and not yet second down, are they out of range already? His 32-yarder in the first possession is his career long. Well, there you go. Cure in motion to the right, now back to the left on second down and 16. Dawson under trouble. He's in the backfield, extends the play, scrambles to his left, and then gets forced out of bounds at about the 33. There was nobody open, and Dawson did all he could to keep that play alive, and then eventually forced out of bounds. Short gain of only two to the 33, and it's second, now third down and 13 for the Tigers, who today now three for six on third down, but so probably I think that's their longest attempt. They had a third and 12 earlier. Here, here's the problem, Gerard, is that both Soto and Cure were in the exact same area. They're, they're, that eliminates a receiver. Watts and Cure, along with Ramsey, split out to the right. Crutchfield to the left, Dawson to throw, he's in the pocket, goes downfield, it's short, and did he catch it? 
incomplete. Ramsey came up with it on a slide near the line to gain at the 20, but they're going to say the ball bounced in, and it goes incomplete. Boy, Dawson, and now it's fourth down. Dawson threw it low. That, that's, a, that's a throw that he's got to be able to make, and, and, and rather that was Dawson or if that was because uh, of the route ran. You know, we talked a lot with C- Coach Chris Brown in the offseason, and he mentioned how, yeah, there were some interceptions by chance, but because of routes that weren't run crisp enough, they were run to the wrong depth, they were wrong, they were ran the wrong way, you don't always know if that's on Dawson or the running or the wide receiver. Tigers are going to go for it here on fourth down and 12. A minute 19 to play in the half. Ramsey and Watts near side. Brown or Dawson rolls this way, throws downfield. It's for grabs and it's intercepted. The pass is picked off by the Broncos. And UCO with the interception inside the 10-yard line. Another red zone turnover for Fort A. State. Third time that Dawson has thrown a pick in the red zone. It ends a scoring drive. And now UCO is going to get the football at their own 20-yard line, leading 16-10. to And a minute 10 to go here in the first half. The frustrating part's not the interception. The frustrating part is the losing a yard on first down, then a five-yard penalty on the next play. And then you get a short run and incomplete pass. You took yourself out of field goal range and making it a field goal game at 16-13. And mark of the 19-yard line. They're going to run a little throwback here to the running back, Cottrell, and he gets lit up by McCall Williams. He read that one all the way, and it's going to be a tackle back of the 14 for a loss of five. Their first charge to have. The Broncos will call a timeout and have second down and 15. When we return now, a minute four left until halftime. I'll, I will put my vote in because all of the coaches in the MIAA care. McCall Williams better be getting some MIAA honors at the end of this season. He comes in with 40 total tackles, now one and a half tackles for loss, a pass breakup, two quarterback hurries. He He's a player. He's a major player, and he's made big plays in every game this year. McCall Williams, MIAA honors. I don't know where, but he needs MIAA honors this year. Kobe Stevens was given credit for that interception for UCO. He ran to the near sideline, and I could not make out his number, but it was Stevens who got credit for the pick. 21-3, Pittsburgh State leading late in the first half. Their game in Lincoln. Honestly, sounds bad. Kind of surprised it's that close still, but well, and Pitt it, State 6-0. It could be closer. Lincoln got the ball down to the nine, and on fourth and one, had a quarterback sneak that got turned away. Wow. Otherwise, Lincoln might have been within 21-10. to 10. Here at 16-10 Central Oklahoma, they've scored 16 straight after a 10-0 lead by the Tigers. A minute four left until halftime. Empty backfield for Brown. Takes the shotgun snap. They're going to run a little inside handoff play to Kemper, who lined up in the slot, and it gets only a yard. Jeremiah Jackson Trotter there to make that tackle. Safe little shovel pass for a gain of one. I'm surprised Fort Hayes State isn't taking a timeout. It's third and 15. 47 seconds left. They're going to say third and 14 officially. They need to get about just shy of the 30-yard line for the first down, and UCO in no hurry. They have really struggled one for five on third down today. We mentioned they are the worst team in the MIAA in converting third downs. Clock rolling down to 22 seconds. They'll line up in the pistol, and this will probably be the final play of the half. They're going to hand it off. And a little bit of running room for Kemper. He's taken down at the 20. 
Mikel Williams there again to make that stop. Five-yard gain, and it looks like that will be the end of the first half. Fort A. State had a great start. They led 10 to nothing, but 16 straight by the Broncos. Fort A. State's had a couple of turnovers to boot, including that interception inside the red zone, and they trail it by six at halftime. UCO 16, Fort A. State 10. We're back with our Bank of A's halftime show next on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. You're listening to the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. Quality, craftsmanship, and client satisfaction since 1983. PWC, building your visions then, now, and for years to come. Fort A. State trailing Central Oklahoma here at halftime, 16-10. to 10. Here are the other halftime or other scores. They are in the third now early in the fourth quarter in fact midway through the fourth quarter Emporia State leading Nebraska Kearney 44 to 21 in what you could say is a playoff elimination game both or Kearney's five and two five and one Emporia four and two but if Emporia wins that uh, they would have that advantage over Kearney for the playoffs the other big game with playoff implications 9-17 to go in the third Northwest Missouri State on top of Washburn, 23 to 10. Both are four and two, so you figure the loser of that one is out of any playoff contention. Central Missouri, who will be in Hayes next Saturday, they are on top of Missouri Southern, 17 to 10. That's with 45 seconds left in the third quarter. Homecoming in Warrensburg. Pittsburgh State scored late in the first half. They're now up 28 to three at halftime over Lincoln. And uh, the game to come a little bit later today, a 4 o'clock kick, is Missouri Western on, or at home against Northeastern State. Scoreboard update brought to you by Mapeson Miller CPAs. They've got offices in Phillipsburg, Norton, Stockton, and Quinter. Tigers down six here at the break. Central Oklahoma will have the football, and we talk about it all the time, uh, Those first that first possession. And you, you kind of always go back. Last four or five minutes, first half, first four or five minutes in the second half, but certainly this possession here for the Tigers and that Tiger defense critical, trailing by six in the game here at halftime, but got to figure, got to get a stop. I can't fall too far behind these guys. Yeah, you had a great opportunity to make it a uh, field goal game. Tigers move themselves backwards, and you look at that first half. Each of the drives that Fort Hayes did not score on in the second quarter, they stopped themselves. So you got to stop that. Whoever controls third down in the second half is going to win the game because neither team was good. Nope. Four-day state, three of seven, and and uh, UCO, one of six. Halftime show brought to you by Bank of Hayes. Local people, local decisions. Bank of Hayes here now. Wow. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is four-day state football. Broncos will get the ball here to start the third quarter. Four-day state 0-4 this year. When trailing at halftime, we'll see what's in store here this afternoon. Parker Janke, he's been the lone kicker today. No Manny Aguilar, and Janke's going to kick it away. He's got a little breeze behind his back. A line drive kick's going to be taken at the five-yard line. Brought up here the near side. That was Kobe Stevens who had the interception earlier in the ball game. And UCO's going to get pretty good field position. He runs it all the way up to about the 30-yard line is where they're going to mark it. So UCO will start their tackle made by Clay Robinson, one of the running backs. Now they're going to say the 28. They all lined up with the 30, then throw the ball of the field and mark it the 28-yard line. Stephon Brown, 
And that 80-yard touchdown pass also threw an interception, which led to a Fort Hay State touchdown. He will line up under center this time, a staggered eye formation. He fakes a pitch left. He rolls right, being chased. He throws it in the flat. It's caught by his tight end, Dante McGee, the all-conference tight end. He stumbles out of bounds at the 34-yard line, picking up six. It was a well-designed play, but he kind of led McGee to the sideline and did not get as much as he could have, and it's now second down and four. For as good as Brown is, he is not good at getting to his second uh, second receiver on the move. That was designed for Jacob Delso. Tigers read it, and so the pass was off mark. Second down and four. There's a pitch play to the wide receiver, Wilson, and he's going to run behind a couple of lead blockers and get a first down near the 40-yard line. Mikel Williams on the tackle. They're going to give him progress to the 42. It's a gain of eight and a first down for UCO here on their opening possession of the third quarter, leading the Tigers 16-10. to 10. Jeremiah Jackson Trotter did his job. He controlled the edge. He forced the play back to the inside, but the offensive line was able to get to the second level and pick off the linebackers. Well, it's a first and 10 for the Broncos at their own 42-yard line going from our left to right. That is north to south here at beautiful Chad Richardson Stadium. They fake a pitch left. It's going to be a keeper by Brown, and he is taken down by Judson Wiltfog. He grabbed him at the knees and brings him down for a gain of only one. That looked like a design run. They faked the pitch, which they've run a lot today. And then the quarterback just kept it, but Fort A. State read it beautifully. Gain of only one, second down and nine at their own 43. Now Central Oklahoma set that play up the entire first half, and then it went for all of one yard. Dominic Dunn is in there, one of the tight ends. He'll line up to the left side, two backs in the backfield. Play action. Brown throws. It's going to be caught, but I think out of bounds. Nope, incomplete. Yep, good coverage by Brandt. The pass was caught by Wilson, but Brandt hit him high into the air and knocked him out of bounds. And so he caught it, but his feet landed on the white sideline. It brings up third down and nine, a big play here early in this second half for the Tiger defense. Forty stay down 16-10 to 10 early third quarter. For a Central Oklahoma team that's one for six on third down, but they are two for two on fourth down. I think Brandon's an excited, the Piedmont, Oklahoma native. Playing in this one today. Empty backfield for Brown. Stephon Brown throws it downfield. His defender fell down. It's going to be caught in the first down for Johnny Beisel. Lake Hyberman slipped. He may, or Lake Hyberman made the tackle after Travion Mitchell slipped. And it's a first down. Mitchell was right there, but it goes down to the Tiger 38-yard line. A completion of 20 and a first down for Central Oklahoma. Well, and that is one-on-one coverage. You're in the right spot, and the Tigers just couldn't get... The, the route knocked down in time. Mitchell slipped. That left Bizell wide open. First and 10. UCO down to the Tiger 38. They lead 16 to 10. A little over two minutes gone here in the third quarter. Handoff near side and a cutback move by Kemper. And he barrels his way inside the 30 and down about the 28. Sam Brandt there to make the four-day state tackle. Normally on special teams, getting a lot of time at the outside linebacker position because of the injuries to Mason Perez and Tyler Cummings. We're going to say the knee hit where? They spotted the ball at second down and one. They spot the ball at the 29-yard line, a gain of nine. I said whoever controlled third down would control this second half in the first battle won by UCO. Cottrell lines up behind the quarterback, Stephon Brown, who's in the pistol. Two receivers left, one right. They hand it to Cottrell. He'll start left, cut back up the middle, runs into a wall, but he's got a first down. It was Colin Crispin Gorley, our Tiger spotlight, 
today who made the tackle along with Judson Wilfong, but enough for a first down to get it to the 27. They needed one, they get two, and that moves the chains. Colin Chrisman Gorley gave a lot of praise to his new defensive line coach and also the birthday coach yes. today in Coach Cooper Harris. Cooper Harris celebrating a birthday. He's over in the booth to our right. Sure, he loves us saying oh. it on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I bet he does. There's a pitch to the left side. They pitch it to Peyton Scott, and he is blown up. Boy, you can take your pick. There were several Tigers there, but Jerome Afi, the Anchorage, Alaska senior, leads the charge. He's been battling injury all year long. Gets a tackle for loss back to the 30-yard line. A loss of three, second down and 13. Yeah, there were several guys there, but Afi is the one that diagnosed the pitch. Remember, earlier in the drive, Brown faked the pitch and ran. Tigers all over the pitch this time. Second and 13 from the Tiger 30. Opening possession of the third quarter. Play action. Rolling right is Brown. The quarterback spins out of a tackle. Then he runs into three Tigers, and a helmet flies up into the air. Jeremiah Jackson Trotter, the hit, and it is the helmet of the quarterback. That was a big-time hit. There's been more helmets. Maybe they're sweaty today. I don't know, but Brown's going to have to come out. Fort A. State has had one helmet slip off. Everybody else is is been on central oklahoma's and for brown by the way that he uh he had ran into his own guy because trotter he shoved that right tackle back into him and busted that play then recovered to make the tackle so be third down and nine peyton thompson out of Tulsa, he's an Oklahoma State transfer in at quarterback. First duty of the day. He's going to throw, and he's going to incomplete it. He threw it here to the near side. Mitchell was in coverage of Jacob Delso. It was a pretty good pass. It hit Delso in the hands, but it flipped out and landed on the sideline, and the Broncos unable to convert on third down. Are they going to bring the field goal unit in? It's fourth down and nine. They will. Leading by six. Try to make this a nine-point game. And they've got a good one in Nicky Quavedo. Travion Mitchell almost got to the last field goal attempt. This one will be a 43-yard attempt. A high snap. The hold is down. Plenty of leg from Quavedo, and he splits the uprights. So a 43-yard field goal for Quavedo. That matches his career best that he set in the win over Northwest Missouri State about a month ago. 10-29 to go here in the first half. Central Oklahoma now with 19 unanswered. They lead Fort A. State 19-10 on the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. 2022 Apache sprayers from Simpson Farm Enterprises cover a map. Third quarter 46-yard field goal by Nicky Quavedo. Caps off an 11-play 46-yard drive. And a big third down conversion, which a Tiger defensive back slipped. And now it's a two-possession game at 19-10. to 10. UCO with 19 unanswered points after the Tigers had that early 10 to nothing lead. That drive stopped because of Jeremiah Jackson Trotter. He made the tackle that popped the helmet off of the quarterback, who then had to leave the game. So Covando will kick it off. Fort A. State has 
Dawson Brown back deep along with Alex Schramer. It's another short kick that Schramer fields at the 11. He's up the far numbers, 20 to the 25. He dances out to the 30, almost slips out of a tackle, but he's all the way up to the 37-yard line. Outstanding kickoff return by Alex Schramer, brought down by Kavion Williams. And Fort A. State will get very good starting field position, their own 37-yard line. They haven't scored since the first quarter that 30-yard touchdown pass to Manny Ramsey with the 7-11 mark. See what they can do here, down 19-10. Their first touch here in the third quarter as they go from right to left, south to north here, wearing the white jerseys and black pants today. Jack Dawson, the quarterback, hands it off to Soto, and he's just wrapped up at the waist by Blake Barone, and he slings him down for a gain of about three to the 40, second down and seven for Fort Hayes State. This was going to be my big question. Is Fort Hayes State going to get aggressive on offense in the second half? That first quarter was, was as aggressive as we've seen with Jack Dawson at quarterback. Rapid fire offense in that first quarter. They had the early 10-0 lead. Dawson to the backfield. Soto's been the only running back today. Lines up to his left. They run a jet sweep for Watts. Trevor Watts, he gets across the 45 and then gets taken down there. And another helmet comes off for UCO. Kobe Stevens, who had the interception. Second time his helmet has popped off on a tackle. And they give Watts credit to the 45. He picked up five. And now a big third down here. Third down and two. They run that jet sweep to Trevor Watts, who hasn't played since the opener against Northwest Missouri State when he had 10 catches for 88 yards. Big third down right here. Third down and two from their own 45 down 19 to 10. The tight end goes in motion. Dawson to throw. Looking deep. He's got a tight end open and he can't hit him. Oh, it was going to be a touchdown for Leighton Cure. And the pass from Dawson just a little bit too far over his fingertips. Oh, on a well-designed play. It was six. But the pass was too far, and it's incomplete, and now it's fourth down, and the punt team comes on. Jack got too excited. He had plenty of time. He had great protection. Cure was coming out of his break, and he threw it too early. Young I said, quarterback. I said coming into the half, who would control third down? That would have been controlling third down. That would have been a touchdown. There was nobody near Leighton Cure up the Tiger sideline. So it's incomplete. Here comes Ethan Sausen to punt. Good kick, his best of the day. High and fluttering. Fielded at the 14-yard line on a fair catch. That's a 41-yard punt with no return. And Central Oklahoma gets the ball back with 9.13 to play. Here in the third, they lead the Tigers 19-10. Back in a minute on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. This is the Tiger Sports Network. Hot day here in Edmond, and boy, Fort A. State missed a golden opportunity. It's up to 88 degrees now. Tigers had a well-designed play, but Jack Dawson just overthrew Leighton Cure, who would have walked it into the end zone along the Tigers' sideline, cut it to three. Instead, the Tigers go three and out, and now the Broncos from their own 15 have the football right back, and this is almost critical that the Tiger defense Gets off the field here without giving up points. 19-10 UCO, 9-13 to go here in the third quarter. Three receivers, left side, play action for Brown. Rolls that way, just got rid of it in time. Throws it deep downfield. It's going to be caught, and it's going to be a first down. Oscar Hammond is able to get by Ty Cooper, and he's got it first down all the way to the Fort Hayes State. Where are they going to mark him down? 20 
three-yard line, a 63-yard pass. That means Hammond now has three catches for nearly 150 yards. He's a halfback, Oscar Hammond out of Collinsville, Oklahoma. First and 10 Broncos down to the Tiger 23. They go deep after the interception, and Florida State has not handled adversity well this year. There's Peyton Scott, scampers to his left. Inside the 20 to the 18, Lake Hyberman the tackle, but a three-yard gain. Boy, Florida State gives up another big play. They gave up an 80-yard touchdown play earlier, and there's an injured Tiger on the play as well. Please set the play clock to 40 seconds. Well, if you count Manny Aguilar, the Tigers kicker, who's not playing today, presumably because of injury. By my count, that's 19 starters now on the year. I can't tell from here who's the injured Tiger, but they're attending to him. Looks like cramps. Yeah, I think the so. They're rubbing, the right yep, they're rubbing that right leg. One of the interior linemen, I can't tell if that's Dar- uh, Evan Darville or maybe Octavius Bowie, although we haven't seen him out there a lot today. So this looks to be a cramp. Our third quarter brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoy like a pro. Enjoy a nice cold Michelob Ultra today, but remember to please drink responsibly. Big plays, Gerard, in this game have all gone the way of Central Oklahoma. The 80-yard touchdown pass early. Fort Hayes State not getting the big play up the sideline. A dramatic change in the way that this game would feel right now. That was Jason Wallace, the Sugar Hill, South Carolina transfer from Fullerton College in California. He is walking off under his own power, so it appears to be leg cramps, so hopefully he's able to return. So the Broncos have it second down and five. They marked it at the 19-yard line. 19 to 10, UCO. They've scored 19 straight after a 10 to nothing start by the Tigers. Empty backfield. They run a screen pass, a middle screen for Dante McGee, and the tight end looks to have a first down. He does down to the 12-yard line. He picks up seven. Mikael Williams, who had an interception down in this part of the field, but set up the Tigers' only touchdown in there on that tackle. And UCO quickly to the line of scrimmage. Pistol formation. I think they may have jumped. McGee is. Saying, I need to get All off start, the field. Start, 78, 78 offense. offense. Five-yard penalty. Five yard penalty. Still first down. There's Noah Dobson there, sophomore left tackle out of Midwest City, Oklahoma. Went to Carl Albert. They won a state championship on this field a few years ago. Quite a few Broncos won state titles, played right here at then Watland Stadium, now Richardson Stadium. There's a wholesale skill change for Central Oklahoma <laughs> minus the quarterback, Stephen Brown. Every wide receiver tied in and running back just switched out. Moves the ball back to the 17-yard line. First down and 15 for the Broncos, leading 19-10 to 10 inside deep Tiger territory. There's a handoff to Kepper, and he gets upended, but not before getting down inside the 10. That was Daniel Howard who made a touchdown-saving tackle, but a big gain on first down. are going to mark him at the 9. He picked up 8. And the Tigers have a player down. And, Gerard, this, this is what happens when the defense was out there for a long drive. The, that drive summary for Central Oklahoma when they scored the touchdown went four and a half minutes. 11 plays, 46 yards, four and a half minutes, they, they scored the touchdown. And then the Tigers, three plays, eight yards, minute 10. This yeah. is what happens. Defensive line gets tired. It's, it's a hot day. The defense has been out there more than their fair share anyway. And, and you end up with this type of result. The, the time of possession right there. now. 
time of possession right now is 19 and a half minutes for Central Oklahoma, under 16.30 for Fort Hay State. It, it's a repeat in each of the games that we see this year. Let's go downstairs, Jonathan Zweigert. He's got his microphone in the wrong mode. Howard was one of those that were dealing was dealing with heat-related issues in the first half, guys. Also saw Sam Brand trying to stretch, stretch out a cramp over here as well. It's defensive guys that have been on the field a lot that are the ones yeah. having the issues right and, now. And so is UCO. They're fanning players who are laying on the yep. turf. I mean, that's that's Dante McGee who asked to come out of this yeah. game. I mean, it's this is, this is a tough one. It's 88 degrees in mid-October on a turf field, and it's a challenge. And when you're four-day state, you're already depleted because of injuries. It's even more challenging. And virtually no breeze. You yeah. look at the flags hanging from the goalpost, and they're not moving. Jonathan Zweiger can attest to how warm <laughs> it is down there. You may jump into that waterfall here before long. Second down and six. UCO down to the Tiger eight-yard line. They run a little inside handoff, and Forte State blows it up. Kemper taken down at the 15-yard line, and another Tiger is hurt. It was the first guy to hit him, and they're going to have to attend to him over here by the UCO sideline. I couldn't see exactly who it was. Yeah, this Lake That's Lake Heimerman, who's so, already playing on out, one leg. Injury. So Trotter hit him first, Heimerman hit him, and then he was finished off after that, and this time Heimerman is holding it it looked like he was reaching for his shoulder that's what i thought he already, uh, i mean he he re-injured his injured knee that forced him to miss all of last year and yeah they're helping him off the field but this looks like a upper body injury but that guy has just left he, everything he's had on the field for the four-day state tigers and he's being assisted off the field again he he injured uh, a forearm or a wrist a couple of games ago as well at, at a home game and and now that upper body injury looked like he was immediately grabbing for his shoulder look Lake is as tough as they come, <laughs> period, end of story. You don't continue it. So if he needs this kind of help giving, getting out of the game, you know where he's at. He, he doesn't have all the ligaments attached where they're supposed to be attached in his knee, and he's still out there trying to give 110%. You need the epitome of how to be tough for a team. Put Lake Hyreman or ask him to paint a picture of himself and put him <laughs> into the locker room so that everybody else can can know what to look up to. Be a great picture. He's a phenomenal artist, and he gets a nice round of applause. So the play is stopped for the injury timeout. So four days stay without John Johnson for the year with a season-ending surgery on his foot. Now Hyreman, his return looks doubtful. So McCall Williams, McCall Williams in a linebacker, and it looks like they're going to bring in Gavin Sproul, who's listed as a defensive lineman, and, and he made a big play earlier in this game. And now that's number 20. That's the 20th starter now, by my count, hurt this year. Jack Heilman is the other linebacker. Heilman out of Derby, redshirt freshman. Third down and 13, empty backfield for Brown. He's being pressured, rolls to his right. He's got tons of running room. He's at the five. He gets knocked down. Is there a flag on the play? There is. This is going to be coming back for a blatant hold back of the 24-yard line. There was a gaping hole for Brown to run through, but Noah Dobson created that hole by holding Jeremiah Jackson Trotter, who was bearing in to make the tackle. Ten yards, Ten yards spot. spot, replay third replay down. Third we down. really enjoy the sports information director here at Central Oklahoma. Great dude. I hope he gives Noah Dobson a tackle. Because <laughs> it was. Fantastic a... <laughs> form. He's had a couple today. But that one, that one was as, I, the official didn't even throw the flag. He just dropped it. Like, 
kind of in the area of the of Dobson going, hey, uh, like everybody saw this one. Broncos had it down to the nine. They're now back at the Tiger 25. There's 635 to go in the third. 19 to 10 UCO. They got a field goal on their opening possession. Tigers went three and out, and now UCO driving. They need a big stop here on third and a mile. They set up a screen pass to Oscar Hammond. Four-day state there to knock him down at about the 18-yard line. A short gain of only about six. It was brought down by Jack Heilman. He is undersized. 5'8", 195. I thought I saw the ball pop out of there at the very end. Heilman got his helmet in there and knocked it down. They're going to mark him at the 20, so he gets five. And they're going to bring the field goal unit in once again. Covedo is going to try his second field goal of the, of the quarter. Nicky Covedo from 38 yards. He hit from 43 earlier in this quarter to match his career best that he set against Northwest Missouri State. Ball is on the right hash. Tigers are down nine. There's the field goal, plenty of leg, and Quavedo just hooks it inside the right upright. Big time kick there, 38-yard field goal, and the Broncos now lead 22 to 10 with 22 unanswered against Fort A. State, now with 5.59 to go in the third. Well, and we mentioned earlier how one-sided this second half is when it comes to, um, to drives, that one-minute and 10-second drive, and, and we'll see how long this last one was when our stats get updated here at the at uh, Central Oklahoma. But the, there is nine minutes gone off of the board, nine minutes and one second. And out of that nine minutes, Fort A. State offense has had the ball for one minute and ten seconds in three plays. If, if they go three and out, the defense is going to have a hard time literally dragging themselves back out onto the field to defend this thing. And again, Fort A. State, you hate to harp on it, but they had a touchdown to the last possession, a well-executed play, but Dawson just threw it a little bit too high and too far over his tight end, Leighton Cure's hands, who was going to walk it in. And how different is this game now had that gone through? Instead, it's now 22-10 UCO. Left shoulder of Lake Heimerman is wrapped in ice now, and Chance Fuller, who's got a brace on his leg, comes over to talk to a fellow Tiger who has been around for a number of years. Chance has a shoulder injury. They did a little work on his knee since he was going to be out. There's a good chance that Fuller might be back sooner than later, but we'll see. It'll be a big week this week. Dawson Brown's going to return the kick from his own threes at the 20, then gets hit hard and taken down by Chase Faber on the special teams tackle at about the 24-yard line. Now Fort A. State's going to have to find a way to Get some points on the board right here. They're down 22 to 10, 5.54 remaining in the third quarter. They've gone three and out now on two of their last three possessions, including their only touch here in the third quarter. This one will start at their own 24-yard line. And the offense has to do their part now. Offense has to show up. They haven't done much since quarter number one. Dawson, the quarterback, takes the shotgun snap, looks to his left. Now he's going to run. He's at the 30 and then stumbles forward to about the 32, maybe 33-yard line. He's going to be short of a first down by two yards. Trayvon Craig, the Milwaukee, Wisconsin junior, the tackle, but a good and a hard-nosed run there by Dawson. They're going to mark him at the 38-yard line, or excuse me, the uh, the 30 three-yard line on a gain of eight on first down. Really good run by Dawson. Nobody there had a wide-open lane. Cure the tight end, comes in motion left, now back to the right. They play action. They run it to Cure, and a pass is going to be incomplete. It was not a good throw. Tried to go to Cure, who had to stretch out just to get his hands on it. They fake the handoff in the backfield to Soto. 
And now it's third down and about a yard. A must-have third down for Fort A. State. They're three of eight today. Well, and Leighton has to disengage from the guy he's chip blocking in order to be able to get out into the flat. He's, he's got to get that job done sooner. Tigers need a yard. They'll have two receivers right, one here to the left. Handoff Soto up the middle, and extra effort will get him a first down across the 35 and up to the 36. He needed one. He gets three. That will move the chain. That was a good, gritty, hard-nosed run right up the middle by Adrian Soto. Michael Slater, the Iowa Central Community College transfer, in there on that tackle for UCO. We haven't said his name much. He's a first-team All-MIAA pick a year ago, and I'm checking the defensive stats. That is his second tackle of the day. He played. He was at Iowa to start his career, but never played there, and then transferred to Iowa Central. Soto's gone the entire way in running back. He now releases downfield. Dawson under pressure. The quarterback wants to run. He's at the 35. Makes a man miss 40. He's got a first down all the way up to the 49-yard line. That'll be a 13-yard run brought down by Kobe Stevens. That was a heck of a play by Jack Dawson. He was improvising there. He made the decision early and a good run for a first down to the 48. Keep it going. You've got him. You're getting aggressive, and the pass is opening up your run game. 439 and counting here in the third. Fort Hayes State trailing Central Oklahoma 22 to 10 after leading early 10 to nothing. Soto lines up to the right of Brown Dawson and he gets the handoff, keeps on a running, still moving, still moving inside the 45 all the way up to about the 44 yard line. Finally brought down by Chase Faber. What a run by Adrian Soto, it goes for eight, second down and two. I don't know if somebody said something on that sideline, but this is a different offense than we saw in quarter number two and the first drive of this second half. Adrian Soto got a big, hard-nosed three-yard gain for a first down, and that one about the same play, and he just wouldn't go down. 12 runs, 53 yards. Watts is a wide receiver, along with Ryan Allen to the right. Handoff Soto up the middle. Now bounces out to the right. He's got a first down. He's inside the 40, and they're going to mark him right about that mark. Maybe the 39. He started up the middle, then bounced to the right. Connor Johnson, the tackle, but it moves the chains. They're going to mark him at the 39. That's a five-yard gain for Adrian Soto. Well, this is the Adrian Soto we saw last year and the year before. Well, now you're starting to see the Central Oklahoma guys coming off a little slow on the defensive side. It is tough weather conditions this down is brutal. there. The fact there's no breeze makes it even worse. Marcellus Crutchfield, wide receiver right. Or he's to the left, two to the right, Soto in the backfield. Play action, and Brown wants to throw. Looking downfield, it's over Crutchfield's head and out of bounds. He was well covered downfield by Von Deary. That may have been a throwaway by Jack Dawson because Birch Crutchfield was not open. Blake Barone blitzed on the play. He ran into 6'7", 385-pound Chris Strotter, and Strotter pancaked. Put him right on his back. Strotter is having an all-MIAA type of season at right tackle. Second down and 10 from the 39 of Central Oklahoma. Cure the tight end in motion to the left. They hand it off to Soto. He is enveloped and dropped for no gain. They ran by the way of the tight end, and now a late flag comes out, and we may have a late hit as Pat Kelly put his arms up in the air and pointed to a Bronco and said, what about that? And then the whistle was thrown, or blown, and a flag was thrown. Well, that has happened a lot today in some of the, this would the be huge late, if it's on UCO. late play antics. 
personal foul, personal foul. Hands, hands to the face, number 98, 98 defense. defense. 15 yards from the end of the play, automatic, automatic. first down. Javizia Brunson, another defensive lineman who hasn't played a whole lot today. That'll be an automatic first down for Fort A State on the penalty down to the 24-yard line. Boy, Adam Doral has been hot at the officials today, and this is no exception right now. He is riding the white hat. You can hear him from up here. That's a big penalty. Tigers have it down to the Bronco 24. They're trailing 22 to 10 inside, three to go in the third. The left three receivers, including a tight end, bunched to the right side. Dawson to throw. He's going to the end zone. He's got a man open. It is caught. Manny Ramsey, touchdown. Ford Hayes State. Ramsey's second touchdown catch of the afternoon. This one from 24 yards. And Ford Hayes State has cut it down to a 22-16 deficit with 2.46 to go in the third. Young receivers, if you are listening, high school age down, Manny Ramsey did the thing that is so invaluable in a receiver. He never stopped sprinting on the play. He was not going to let Jack Dawson overthrow him. Extra point from Parker Chanky splits the uprights, and the Tigers are within five. UCO 22, Fort A State 17. As the Tigers, Manny Ramsey with his fourth touchdown catch of the year. That gives him 20 career touchdown receptions and boy he's had another big time game today it's only his third catch and two of them have been for touchdowns well adam doral has three officials over on the sideline he is he is finger pointing he is pointing across the field hands out to his sides he is not pleased with this miaa officiating crew nine plays 76 yards and that penalty, the illegal hand to the face, is a big one that gave the Tigers a first down. And then the very next play, and Adam Doral is still not done as he stalks up the near sideline. The lead official demonstrated as to what the penalty was, and he showed that the defender took his, his the palm of his hand and just shoved from underneath, up underneath Pat Kelly's face mask straight up into the air. That's a penalty. And, and then the official puts his hands out to the side basically to say, what am I supposed to do? Parker Jenkins' kickoff goes in and out of the end zone, and Central Oklahoma will start at their own 25-yard line. But that was a must-have drive for the Tigers, and they get a touchdown. Both TDs passes from Jack Dawson to Manny Ramsey, and Fort A. State within five here with 2.46 to go in the third. Give credit where credit's due. Jack Dawson missed on a home run ball earlier, and it was going to be a touchdown, and came right back to it. Had no hesitancy to send it deep. Well, like you said, and Manny Ramsey gets a lot of credit. He did not stop the route, and he kept sprinting, and he ran under it and makes the TD catch in the back right corner of the end zone. Here's a pump fake. Brown's going to throw near side. It's caught by Hammond, and this time he goes down. Blake Davis in at cornerback. Read that one all the way, and he makes a great open field tackle at the 22. That'll be a loss of three and bring up second down and 13. They send the running back, Cottrell, in motion to the far side, and they fake a pass that way. It's supposed to be a swing pass, and then you run the screen back to the near side, and Davis never bid on it. He almost had an interception 
mentioned a week ago, and, and Travion Mitchell still bothered by that hamstring. He's a little bit limited, so Davis in there right now. There's a handoff, and a flag is thrown. A bull full head of steam running up the middle of the field for Antonio Smith, and there's a Tiger down, but it looks like it might be our – oh, now he rolls to his back. We'll see who that is. That was a gain of about seven to the 31-yard line, but I think it's coming back. And I think it's going to be holding on Gavin Wilson, and whatever the injury is, this is not – your cramps type of injury or if it is it's a severe set of them whoever's the injured tire tiger pounding his hand onto the i think that's sam brandt oh now the tiger's got another one that's mccall williams he is doubled over hydration issues jonathan swigert's on the sideline and i don't know how john's doing John, do we need to check in on you to see how you're doing on the sideline i'm doing all right um it was a shot block but, yeah, Sam was dealing with cramps earlier. He was trying to gut it out. Mikel's been dealing with cramps issue, or cramp issues as well. Also, one quick update. Uh, Trevor Watts re-injured his hamstring. Doesn't look like he's going to go. Well, he's been tried so hard to get back onto the field, and he did today, and now he's down again. Whatever this is for Sam Brandt, and Jonathan has a better view of it, but Coach Chris Brown is down right on top of Sam. This is this doesn't appear to be a cramps type of situation for Sam. Yeah, looking at that knee. Oh, wow. Look, I, you know, whether whether Sam comes back in this game or not, Sam deserved at some point to be the special player, oh. special teams player of he's the week everywhere. in the MIAA, and he's elevated himself to get some playing time. And and some of that's due to injury. Some of it's because he's been reliable, and and now he becomes another player that gets hurt. And unbelievable. I've just. I'm at a loss for words, the injuries this season. I've never seen a year where so many players, and now he's up, but he's being helped off the field, limping noticeably. Although not a lot of help, that's a good sign. Obviously, they'll check him out. Hopefully, that's good news. He's limping under his own accord off the field. So who's left? I mean, you got McCall Williams, who got got cramps worked out during that break, and chugging water. Heimerman's done for the day. So you had Heilman in there for a while. Sam Brandt now exits. John Johnson's out for the for the season. Alden Nedler, the Dodge City Redshirt freshman now in there. So you have Nedler and Jack Heilman at linebacker. And Miles Ballman's out there too. Ballman as well. Wow. Never, never heard, thought those names would be part of this broadcast. Ball all the way back to the 11. Lost in this. Tigers need to find a way to get a stop. Davis wants to throw downfield. He's got a man. It's caught, but Quinton, oh, the ball dropped free. Or jarred free by Davis. Or Blake Davis knocked it free. It was intended for, I think that was Dominique Dunn. It was. He had it for a minute. It goes incomplete. And now it's third down and 24 for Central Oklahoma. Have to get off the field. Tigers down 22-17, a minute 54 to go in the third quarter as Williams comes back in at linebacker. This is situational awareness for the Tiger defense. New guys out there know what the down and distance is. They're back behind the 25-yard line. Play action. Davis rolls. They're going to do a throwback. It's caught by Kemper. Kemper's at the 10, gets a big block, 20. There's the flag. He's short of the first down. He only got to the 25. Four days made a decline and two flags. The reason he got that extra 10 yards was the illegal block back at the 15-yard line. My goodness, happened right in front of John. No doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. David Ortega got absolutely tackled. But a lot of tackling by the offense today for UCL. 76, 76 offense. offense. The penalties decline. Fourth down. That's Mac Gardner. So he runs up to the 26. He got 16 yards on the 
screen pass, but the Broncos are going to have to punt. So the Tiger defense does the job, and they're going to get the football back with a minute 39 to go. Trailing by five here in the third quarter, and Marcellus Crutchfield will be back to return this punt. So Crutchfield hasn't really played all year long, but he's getting some duty here today. Good kick, high and spiral. Fort A State's going to let it bounce, and it rolls out of bounds. Where is it going to go out? Tiger going to get great field went position. Went out of bounds at the 50. Here's that side judge continuing to walk up the line, 48-yard line. So that is a 27-yard punt with no return, and the Fort A State Tigers will have the ball at their own 48 and a chance to take the lead. They're down 22 to 17 with a minute 21 to go in the third. They led 10 to nothing, then 22 unanswered by UCO, but Fort A State scored on a 24-yard TD pass from Dawson to Ramsey on their last possession, and now the defense gets a stop, and the Tigers have it near midfield, down by five. Well, it's almost like the Tigers finally said enough's enough. And they're starting to play with a little passion that we haven't seen in several weeks. Dawson in the shotgun. He's got Soto to his right. He hands it off to Adrian. Two hands around the ball. He torpedoes forward for about a yard. Not a lot of running room. He did a good job to gain a yard as he tried to run around the right side behind Hessing and Strotter. Well, those offensive linemen have got to be tired today. It's a one-yard gain, second down and nine. Tigers near midfield. They're down 22 to 17. We're inside a minute to go here in the third quarter. Soto to the left of Dawson this time. Gets the handoff again. Soto cuts outside. Gets spun. Breaks off a defender. Gets near the line of gain. And I think he's got the first down. He is right at the 41-42. They say first down. What a run by Adrian Soto. Shedded a tackler and was finally brought down by Marco DeMio, the Central Florida transfer. But it's a first and 10 for the Tigers at the UCO 42. And the Tigers quickly back to the line of scrimmage. Soto running hard today. He's got a wide receiver. Does Dawson to his right. Two here to the left. Hand off Soto up the middle. Breaks out of a tackle. Lunging forward. And there's a late flag as Soto takes it down to the 38-yard line. We'll see about the penalty marker. Yeah, this is, go- this is going to come back. Ordays has not been penalized a whole lot today. Three times, 25 yards. It was right in the area of a hold, but one of the Tigers just pointed in the direction of central Oklahoma. There was a lot of congestion. First foul, 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 first first foul, first foul, first that the butt-chewing from the Oklahoma, <laughs> Central Oklahoma sideline has done much in the favor of the calls in this second half. That ends up being a 20-yard net or an 18-yard net. No, it is a 20-yard net gain to the 22-yard line. A five-yard run and then the penalty. First and 10 Tigers at the Bronco 22. They're down 22-17. 10 seconds left in the third. Hand off to Soto. Just tries to learn up the middle. Lowers his head. Gets inside the 20. And they mark him down at the 20-yard line. He'll pick up two. And that is going to be the end of the third quarter. Four-day state was down 22-10. They've cut it to five. And they'll start the fourth quarter at the Farm Implement and Supply Red Zone. UCO 22. Four-day state 17 on the Tigers. Sports Network, built by PWC. He's at the 50. He's at the Tiger 40. He's at the 30. He's going to score. Touchdown Central Oklahoma, but is there a flag on the play? There is. 
way back of the 40. That's going to negate a touchdown. Amonte Davis, an illegal block in the back of the 40 on a, on a just unnecessary play. Tigers set up a screen and got batted up in the air. Block in the back. You see a 10 yards to the spot of the foul. First and 10. Well, that's the good news. They don't get the touchdown, but they're going to have the football. Boy, Fort A. State got down to the 20. They were trying to look like a screen pass, and Noah West batted it up into the air and then made the interception. It was going to score. That was a pick six for Noah West. But the block in the back will give the Broncos the ball at the Tiger 48-yard line. Oh, my goodness. Tigers are going to take the lead. They had all the momentum in the world. That was just a great play by the UCO defense. That was an athletic move. Can the defense get another stop here? 22-17 UCO early fourth quarter. They'll start at the Tiger 48. They're going to hand the ball off to Kemper, and he gets upended. Actually, that was um, Antonio Smith, who hadn't had a carry all year until today, brought down by Mikel Williams at the 44-yard line. So he'll pick up four, second down and six for the Broncos. Again, we've seen a lot of... A lot of players who haven't played much this year playing today. Sam Brandt back out there for Fort A. State. Boy, did not look good earlier when he went down, but as Jay-Z said, just leg cramps, and he's back out there. Second down and six. UCO for the Tiger, 44. They lead 22-17 here early in the fourth as they go from right to left. Pistol formation, play action, and they want to throw it deep downfield. There's a flag. It's going to be incomplete. Maybe a hold on the Tigers. We'll see. Which is probably going to be on the Tigers, Daniel Howard. I guess that's better than giving up a touchdown. Yep, holding. So no pass interference, but holding as they were trying to go down to Jacob Delso. Well, you're right. It's better, but it was unnecessary because the quarterback, Brown, was going deep. He wanted all six of those points on that throw. Boy, the four days offense had a chance to take this lead, and now the four days defense has to step up again. Well, they stay three more turnovers in the ball game today. First and ten Broncos at the Tiger 34. They're up five with a minute gone here in the fourth. Pistol formation. Smith is the running back behind Davis, or Brown, I should say, who hands it off to him. And Smith's going to run it for about a couple of yards. The 32, Sam Brandt there to make that tackle. Short gain of two. Second down and eight for UCO. Tigers. It's a five-point game, so if you give up a field goal, you could get a touchdown and tie it with a two-point conversion. Obviously, they would love to give nothing up right here. Tigers been penalized five times, 40 yards. UCO nine times, 101 yards. Second down and eight. UCO from the Tiger. 32-yard line. Shotgun for Brown. He pitches it to the right, and it's going to be a broken-up tackle. Big-time play from Brandt. They pitched it to Cottrell, and he got his legs taken out from under him. He loses two. Back to the 34. Third down and 10. And UCO has struggled today. Just two for 10 on third-down conversions. Tigers are subbing in their defensive line like a hockey change. Three guys in, three guys out every time. Huge play right here on third and 10 from the Tiger, 34. 12.50 to go in the game. 22-17 Broncos. Tigers show blitz. Empty backfield for Brown. Drops back, plenty of time. Now he's going to roll to his right. Being chased. The quarterback wants to run, throws it late. It's a first down. 
He just stretched that play out and was able to hit Jacob Delso. Ty Cooper, the tackle to the 22. They convert on third down. They get 12, and it moves the chains. That's the problem when you do rush three and you don't bring any linebackers to be able to flush the quarterback out of the pocket is that if he can escape, you don't get pressure with those three, there's time to eventually get that pass in. First and 10, UCO down to the Tiger 22-yard line, trying to add to a five-point lead here in the fourth quarter. Two receivers left, one right, pistol formation, the flag thrown right as the ball was snapped. 12 on the play clock, so it may have been movement. It is illegal procedure. That'll move him back to the 27. Start, start. 53, 53 offense. offense. Five-yard penalty. Five penalty. Still first Montreal Lee, right guard. 10 penalties, 106 yards for Central Oklahoma. They've had a pair of hands-to-the-face penalties in this game. Tenth out of 12 in the MIAA as far as the most penalized teams in the conference. And I'll move it back to the 27-yard line. Oscar Hammond in there. Watch out for him. He's had a couple of huge catches today. Five for 148. Not bad for your tight end halfback. There's the second leading receiver on the team despite the fact that he doesn't play very much. Smith, the running back, lines up behind... Brown in the pistol. They give it to him. That is actually Kemper. And Kemper with a full steam ahead. Gets a few. Oh, it was Smith, excuse me. Smith to the 23. So he gets four on that play. Tackle made by Jason Wallace. Second down and 11 for UCO. Down at the Tiger 23-yard line leading 22-17. Four days had it down to the 20. But through an interception of the first play of the fourth quarter, which was returned for a touchdown, but an unnecessary block in the back took the touchdown away and gave him the ball near midfield. Second and 11, Brown pump fakes to his left. Now goes across the middle. He's got a man wide open. It's Madison Ridgeway, who hadn't had a reception all year, and now he's got his first touchdown. And UCO turns the interception at the six, and now lead 28-17. There's three guys in coverage, and none of them took Ridgeway. Not a single one. He split three guys with that route. And Brown never looked off a single one of those three and was able to find the wide receiver in the back of the end zone. Steph Brown throws another touchdown pass. That is his second of the day. First for Madison Ridgeway and now Covado's extra point is good. Nope. Oh, no, it isn't. He pulled it. He pulled it to the left. So the extra point misses. Time it's out. an 11-point game, 28-17. We have a timeout. It comes with 11-14 to go in the game. Fort A. State down 28-17. This is the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. cold Michelob Ultra, but please drink responsibly. I guess we're in the fourth quarter, aren't we? That's brought to you by Ghost. Feel good energy drinks with no sugar, no artificial colors, and no BS. Enjoy a Ghost energy drink today. From the ball fields to the farm fields, the experts at Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute help you regain your best mood. For excellence in joint and spine injury, sports medicine, rehab therapy, and more, there's no need to travel far. Visit HayesMed.com orthopedics and learn more. Well, that's a turnaround. Tigers look like they were marching in for a touchdown to take the lead, but an interception set up a touchdown. Now 28-17 UCO with 11-14 left in the game. I guess in some ways you're even in that category because Central Oklahoma threw an interception 
down deep on that same end that the Tigers later turned into six. Tigers have three giveaways today, two of them interceptions in Covado's kickoff. There's a little bit of a breeze now, and that blew it out of the back of the end zone. Not a big breeze, but a little bit of a breeze. And Florida State's going to start on their own 25 in a almost must-score touchdown possession down 28-17. to 17. Man, Florida State was driving. What a possession down to the 20, and sometimes you got to just tip your cap. Noah West made an unbelievable play to bat that ball up into the air, then to find it and pick it off. He would have had a pick six if not for a, an illegal block, but the Broncos end up scoring. And you almost wish he'd have scored because it took off an extra two or three minutes. Florida State first and 10 of their own, 25. Dawson, the quarterback, hands it off to Soto. It's going to be a flea flicker. Dawson, the throw. He's got Manny Ramsey open. Can he run under it? He can. He had three or four steps on the secondary, but the pass was too high and too deep, and Manny Ramsey could not run it down. They run a flea flicker, and boy, it was there. That's twice today. Dawson has led an open receiver too far down the field, and it's second and ten. And It's experienced, Gerard. He had plenty of time to throw that ball. Could have gotten rid of it late. He threw it before Manny ever got behind his guy. Uh, that That's two. That's two that he just threw way too soon. Cure the tight end in motion right now. Back to the left. Dawson to throw. Goes downfield in coverage. Threw an interception. Threw it into double coverage. And the Broncos have it at the 41-yard line. Trying to go to late and cure. But he was well defended downfield. And it's picked up by Amante Davis, the sophomore transfer from Sam Houston State. That was a bad decision. Into double coverage. He had Soto wide open to the flat. He could have run for 15 or more. Uh, and, and he never really looked off of sending it up the sideline to cure. And so it leaves that cornerback just to drop, a straight drop to get in front of the tight end and make that catch. Soto gets a first down on the catch and gets out of bounds. You reset the clock. On the, on the first down movement of the chains. And the defense is right back out on the field. Tigers have thrown their eighth interception of the year. And now have 20 giveaways this year. That's been a huge problem. There's a run up the middle. And a gain of about two to the 39-yard line. Jason Wallace on the tackle of Kemper. Short game. Well, and th this, this right now has all the feelings of the Missouri Southern game. Of, of giving so many opportunities to the opponent. Three interceptions and a fumble today for Fort Hayes State. They're down 28-17, 10 and a half to go in a game. Pistol formation, and they're going to hand it off to Kemper. Kemper to the right. He's got a first down all the way to the 30-yard line. David Ortega finally made the tackle. You can just tell that defense been out there a lot today. They're starting to run out of steam. That's a nine-yard gain on a first down. And if you're the defense, what do you do? I mean, it's 27 and a half minutes of counting, over 28 now, in minutes of time of possession, to barely 21 for Fort Hay State. They're going to say the 31-yard line, so officially an eight-yard gain. First and 10, UCO. Three receivers right. Brown is in the pistol. And Nazir Kemper is the running back behind him. Kemper gets the carry to the right. Tigers are there to bottle him up, and he gets back to the line of scrimmage. And that is it. Boy, Fort A. State read that one. They got over there quickly. Jeremiah Jackson tried to the first to hit him. Slow to get up and makes the tackle for no gain. Second and ten. Well, and if, if you need any kind of recap, Tigers are down more players today. Lake Heimerman isn't in the game anymore. John said it looked like the, 
Maybe Travion Mitchell yeah. might be done for the day as well. Manny Aguilar wasn't in today. There's nursing homes and Hayes that are healthier than Fort Hayes State at this time. Blake Davis and David Ortega are the corners. I haven't really seen Devin White at all today either. Very little. There's a handoff. Davis was falling down. He was able to hand it off to Kavion Wilson, the wide receiver on a reverse, who brings it all the way up to the 25. Davis, the tackle, was near disaster. I'm not sure if the center stepped on him, but Davis was, or Brown was tripping as he handed it off. That's a six-yard gain. And now it's third down and four from the Tiger 25-yard line. If you get a field goal, hold on to a field goal, you're only down, you're still down two touchdowns, but you got a chance. Third down and four. A pass across the middle is going to be caught. That's Dominique Dunn, and it's going to be a touchdown. The tight end on a crossing route scores, and the Broncos turn the interception into six, and they now lead 34-17. Jack Heilman came on a blitz. If he is a step sooner, he dislodges the ball, and the Tigers have an opportunity to pick it up, force a field goal at the worst. And it's not Jack's fault. It just, the quarterback got rid of it in time, saw the blitz coming. Half a step, the difference between six points and the Tigers having the football. So the Broncos turn the interception into points. There's the extra point, and it's now 35-17 Central Oklahoma. Five plays. He only had to go 41 yards because of the turnover and the Broncos get four points. We have a timeout, 8.44 to go in a game, 35-17 UCO on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Tiger football brought to you by Adams Brown, going above and beyond for you. Adams Brown, strategic allies and CPAs, Gerard Walbrock, Dustin Armbruster, Jonathan Zweigert, Joel Shorman back of the Tiger Network Studios. Broncos have taken charge here in the fourth quarter, and the kickoff will be down by Alex Schramer in the end zone. So Fort A. State will start at their own 25-yard line. Boy, how this game turned. Fort A. State was marching. They started at the UCO 20 on their first play of the fourth quarter, and Noah West made an unbelievable interception return. It eventually led to a touchdown, and then Jack Dawson tried to force one into double coverage that was picked off at the 41, and all of a sudden, it is 35-17, to 17, and Dawson will come back out of quarterback. We saw... Ethan Forrester for one possession in that first half. But it's been all Jack Dawson since. He has thrown a couple of TD passes, but he's also thrown three interceptions today. Four-day State, the giveaway takeaway, as bad as it's been in decades. Dawson to throw in the flat incomplete. Tried to go to Soto, under th- undershoots him at the 25. It had been a minimal gain, second and ten. Yeah, Michael Slater got into the backfield, and he plants not only the offensive lineman, but Dawson as well. Dawson had to get rid of it way sooner than he wanted to. 35-17. It was 22-17 starting the fourth quarter. Four-day state was at the Bronco 20. Noah West really the play of the game today for UCO. Four-day state would have scored. They would have come all the way back from 12 down. Now some pressure again on the quarterback, and Dawson has to throw it at the feet of Soto to avoid the sack. Just got rid of it, and now it's third down. Third down and 20, or third down and 10. This this game got away so quick from the Tigers, and and somebody will see the final score. They will not believe the Tigers 
were on the cusp of taking the lead in the fourth quarter, much really? like the game at Nebraska Kearney. Great effort again today by four-day stay, but too many mistakes. There's a pass on the side, caught by an updraft. Crutchfield had it for a minute, and then it fell out of his hands. He may have been out of bounds as a target Crutchfield, and Fort A. State's going to go three and out. Oh, they're going to leave the offense in. You have to. Down 35-14. Nope, down they come in late. The, the coach, coach Chris Brown's a defensive guy, defense guy, and, and he's not going to put a, a defense that is right now really oh. struggling because of injury and and the the heat today. He's not going to put him in a situation like this if the if the fourth down conversion isn't good. Hot afternoon. It was 88 degrees our last check here at Edmond. Snap back to Sawson. Line drive kick going to be fair caught at the 40-yard line. 35-yard punt, no return. And UCO gets it at their own 40-yard line in control, leading 35-17 to with 8.23 to go in the game. It's just not worked today for the Tigers in the fourth quarter. And, this, and, the real, and this, you know, there's so much positive. Even after the second quarter that was a disaster, you're still down by six at halftime. You're yeah. still very much part of it. And this is back to the, the Missouri Southern game where the Tigers can't get out of their own way. First and 10, Broncos from the 40. Man playing as the ball is snapped. There's Kemper on the run. Takes it out across the 40 to the 46. Ty Cooper there. Gain of six on first down. Our fourth quarter brought to you by Ghost. Feel good energy drinks with no sugar, no artificial colors, and no BS. Enjoy a Ghost energy drink today. Second down and four, UCO from our own 46-yard line in no hurry now. Clock under eight minutes and letting that play clock wind down. Adam Doral and Chris Brown, a lot of respect for one another. Adam was a finalist for the four-day state job when Chris Brown was hired. Had great success at Northwest and eventually Abilene Christian. There's a handoff to Kemper and he's engulfed back of the 45. There's about three Tigers there. You can take your pick. David Ortega was the one of the first to hit him. Also, Colin Crispin Gorley there as well. Sproul also there, yeah. I think he got off the bottom of the pile. So loss of one to the 45-yard line brings up third and five again. UCO four for, or excuse me, up four for 12 on third down. Florida State's only four of ten. Their last conversion though was for a touchdown. Yeah. They've had a few big ones today. They're at their own 45. They need to get it to midfield. Down to seven minutes to go. They're up 35-17. Quick pass. On the, they set up a wide receiver screen. Ball is caught. And a quick tackle by Daniel Howard. UCO offense says they want to stay out on the field. And Adam Durrell says, no, we're going to, we're going to punt this one. Jacob Delso, who made that catch over there at the 48. He picked up three. He needed five. And UCO is going to bring the punt unit on could afford to do this, leading 35-17 now, six and a half to go in the game. This is the last gasp effort. Tigers got to get a score on this drive. There's 625 and counting. You have got to get the score now on this next drive. Well, four days had a couple of receivers open today that they missed on. That would have been seven each time. There's a kick. Tigers come after it, can't get it. Not a real deep punt. It's going to be fair caught at the 20-yard line. 
by Crutchfield. So that's a 32-yard punt without a return. Fort A. Stable start at their own 20. They are trailing the Broncos 35-17 with 6.09 remaining in the game. Ethan Forrester back in the ball game. Ethan throw it around here a little bit. There's 6.09 left to go in the game. It's a two-score, or excuse me, a 35-17. Another thing to build some positive. The band continues to play. That's now the Tigers move. No, this, this should be offsides. Oh, okay, he was drawn off this, by the This defense. absolutely should be offsides. The left defensive end left, and Strotter reacted. Offside. Offside. Yeah. 95, 95 defense, defense. cost reaction to offense. Five-yard penalty. penalty, still first down. Has 11 penalties, 111 yards. I don't know if there's a, if college programs run for penalties or yards. It's going to be a long day tomorrow or on Monday if that's the case. It's banned. I don't know if it's making a factor, but when Forday's trying to run their offense and call out a cadence, the band's playing. That is illegal. Back to pass. Forster now he's going to run. He gets ankle tackled the 25-yard line. He almost slipped out of it. And got back to the line of scrimmage, and now as an injured Tiger, Ethan Pat Forrester. Kelly holding his ankle. No holding game. his injured left ankle. Jason Harris is the one that got him. Boy, if he breaks UCL. out of that ankle tackle, yeah. it's a first down, and who knows how far he goes. And Kelly ended up on his back and immediately grabbed his left ankle. Well, there's a guy who's been through a lot in his career. Tigers today, 262 yards of offense on 56 plays. That's good for 4.68. UCA, UCO, 67 plays, 483 yards, 7.21 wow. yards per play. And a lot of big ones in there as well. Hey, order by phone, the app, pick up, deliver your dine-in, the Taco Shop, a Hayes tradition since 1970, the Taco Shop. You've never had it. So good. Northwest Missouri State wins today 32-30. to 30. They hold off Washburn, who had a valiant fourth-quarter comeback. Pat Kelly being assisted off the field right now. So they'll have to bring in another offensive lineman. Kelly missed a couple of games earlier this year. I think it's going to be Danovic. I think you're right, yep. Porter Danovic, the Lawrence... High freshman, redshirt freshman, in there at left tackle for Pat Kelly. Ethan Forrester, the quarterback, second down and five. He got back to the line of scrimmage on that scramble up the middle. Three receivers right to the left for the empty backfield. Pass downfield, it's caught by Stapp. He's got a first down to the 35-yard line. That's a gain of five, and it'll move the chains for the Tigers. Tackle made by... Jason Harris. Tigers have it first and 10 of their own 35-yard line, trailing 35-17, five and a half in counting here in the fourth quarter. Forster in the shotgun, takes the snap. He's going to go downfield, and it's going to be caught by Crutchfield, and he held on to what he did. Marcellus Crutchfield, the Tampa, Florida sophomore, the OU transfer, his first career catch to the 49-yard line of Central Oklahoma, 16 yards on the completion. It's a young man. If he could figure it out and get on the field, he's got a chance to be really good. He made a nice catch there. That was a dime from Ethan Forrester. That was a great pass. Five minutes to go. The clock rolling after they set it. 
Corday State in the Bronco territory. Soto comes in motion. It's going to be a keeper by Forrester. He's at the 45. He's at the 40. Spins out of a tackle and down to the 38-yard line. That'll move the chains. It's an 11-yard gain and a first and 10 for Forday State. Brought down by Jonathan Mosley, the Carl Albert High sophomore. Well, the Tigers certainly aren't in any sort of hurry up with 4.45 to go. 35-17 UCO. It's an uphill climb for Fort A. State right now, but they're trying to put something together here late. Three receivers right, one left. Band continues to play as they bark out the cadence. Forrester to throw. Dumps it here on the right flat. Bobbling catch made by Soto. Lowers his shoulder into a Bronco and runs out of bounds at about the 34-yard line, picking up four. It was Kaishan Murray, the tackle, but... That was a lot of initiation there by Adrian Soto, who lowered his shoulder into him. Get him about three, second down and seven of the 35-yard line. Central Oklahoma is playing a three-shell coverage. They're putting three safeties, about 15 to 20 yards off the ball every play. Second down and seven. The tight end cure comes in motion right, goes back to the left. Forster being chased in the backfield. He's sacked. Back of the 45-yard line, Connor Johnson, the linebacker out of Tulsa, the Harding transfer, the sack back of the 45, it's a loss of 10. There was no time for Ethan Forrester. He had no opportunity to step up into the pocket because that blitz came right down the pipe between the center and the guard. And it's too bad because Ramsey had a great route. Ramsey comes back, slaps his hands once. He knows he had a touchdown. Forrester knows he had a touchdown. Third down and 17 now from the Bronco 45. Down to 320 and counting. 35-17 UCO here in the fourth. Forrester again being chased. He throws it away. He was out of the tackle box and got it past the line of scrimmage. Central Oaks just just teeing off right now. They're sending extra guys, blitzing, and the offensive line just cannot hold up at this point, and the Tigers will leave the offense on for fourth and 17. It's fourth down. Fourth down and 17 from the Bronco 45. They need to get it down to the 28-yard line, and there are, what, eight defensive players the first group's 10 yards off. The others are 20 yards off the line of scrimmage. And then the Fort A. State called the timeout. I think they did, or UCO. Timeout. UCO did. Central Their first charge the first of the half. Central Missouri wins today. They hold off Missouri Southern 20-17. to 17, So they win their homecoming game. So they'll come into Lewis Field with a 2-5 and five record. Stephen Brown. So, 26 completions for 33 attempts. 26 for 33. They're giving the stats for Stephen Brown. They have named him their player of the game here today. Missouri Western on top 3-0 over Northeastern State. That is early in the second quarter in Tahlequah. A 4 o'clock kickoff for that one. Northwest held on. Washburn had a 20-point fourth quarter, but they come up short 32-30. In Maryville this afternoon. Earlier today, Emporia State beat Nebraska Kearney 44-21. Pitch State was up big on Lincoln. That's in the fourth quarter as well. Your scoreboard update brought to you by Mapes and Miller's CPAs, offices in Phillipsburg, Norton, Stockton, and Quinter.
Fourth down and 17 for the Tigers from the Bronco 45. Forrester steps up, going to the near sideline. He's got a man open. It's caught. It'll be a first down. Kale Corbiny, the tight end with a big-time catch. He high points it at the 13-yard line. It'll be a first down for Fort Hayes State on a completion of 32 yards. What a catch by Corbiny. And Ethan Forrester got smoked right in the ribcage as he got rid of that football. Robert Fuentes got it. Fuentes may have really hurt his left hand. He comes out of the game with his wrist just dangling at his side. Tigers inside the far bump of an supply red zone. Handoff eight. Nope, it's a keeper by Forrester. He's at the 10. Cuts inside the five. Still on his feet. Down to the three and close to the two. It'll be right at the three-yard line, which should move the chains and make it first and goal. Tigers in the Farm Implement and Supply red zone. Farm Implement and Supply in Plainville and Colby. They're your local New Holland dealer. Fort A. State with a 10-yard run by their quarterback, Ethan Forrester. They've got it first and goal down to 227 in the game. They trail 35-17. Soto lines up to the right, now goes left of the quarterback. Corbin, who had that great catch also on the left side. Forrester to throw, looking. Now he's going to flush out to the left. He throws it late, and it's going to be incomplete. Soto is wide open the entire play in the flat. And that's a young quarterback not getting all the way through the progressions. But Soto is standing on the bottom of the B of Broncos, or Bronchos, depending on which pronunciation you're going here with, with B-R-O-N-C-H-O-S. But Soto's just standing there. And he kind of just puts his hands out like, guys, you got to look at me. I'm wide open over here. So they'll go second and goal again from the three-yard line. It stops the clock with 2.10 to play. Two receivers left, one right. Handoff Soto up the middle. He's near the goal line, but not in. He got to the one. Still struggling forward. It may mark his progress down at the two. He picks up only a yard, and now it's third and goal. Well, that's, a, that's a previous play, too. Ethan Forster could have run it in. Yeah. He had a, a great lane. And, and Ethan has proven that he's willing to run well, into the people who are trying to tackle him. He took that yeah, shot. True. You wonder maybe if that isn't bothering him a little bit. He's still out there, though. Forster's played well. Played a series in the second quarter. He's 7 for 8 for 39 yards. His one incompletion, a throwaway. Third and goal from the two. They hand it off to Soto, and he'll find the end zone. He was able to cut inside the blocking of Senatuli Teahama and Ted Hessing. It's a two-yard touchdown run for Adrian Soto. And the Tigers make it 35-23 to with a minute 32 to go in a game. Well, today is the missed opportunities. The two overthrown balls. That would have been touchdowns. You got the pick inside the red zone. Another ball right before the end of the half. Interception in the red zone. Missed opportunities today. They're going to go for two here. They've got an empty backfield. Three receivers right, three left. Now they'll shift in to the traditional tight end on the right side of the formation. Forrester running to his right, throws in the end zone. It's incomplete. He tried to go to Manny Ramsey, just ran out of room and let him out of bounds. So the two-point conversion is no good. It makes it a 35-23 to game. Central Oklahoma on top of the minute 32 to go in a game. You can see how fast that the game is still moving for Ethan Forrester. He had Leighton Cure in the back of the end zone. And it's a play, and it's an unfair comparison. So please understand that I know this before I say it. But it's a, it's a receiver that Chance Fuller sees that's along the back end line, and he drops it over the top. 
now. Do I know that this is the second game that Ethan Forster has appeared in, really, for the most part? Yes, I, I'm, I'm well aware. But that's the progression. That's the next step. Because earlier, even though the Tigers did get the touchdown, he missed Soto in the flat for an easy touchdown. I mean, Soto could have just stood there and fair caught the pass and, and would have had time to catch it. So that's the next progression for Ethan is for that, that game to slow down a little bit. Tigers do score 12 plays, 80 yards. 35-23 now with a minute 32 to go. But, boy, you're spot on. Too many mistakes today. Interceptions in the red zone, two of them. Four-day state minus three in turnovers. They have four giveaways, one takeaway. The last two interceptions have led directly to Bronco touchdowns. And that's been the really the underlying, the injuries and the turnovers. Four-day state has now been outscored. 68 to 28 in points off of turnovers this year. Tigers and have Cameron, two kickers out there. Cameron Sizer Cam is going to come in for the. They're going to. So they had the two kickers. We saw this earlier. Broncos called the timeout. You line two of them up on each side of the football, and you're not sure who's going to kick it. Of course, no Manny Aguilar today. So, Fort A. State has their. Third kicker, Cameron. He's more of a punter, but Cameron Zison Cam. You, you want to you want to spell that one out for the folks so they understand? I can. What what the how how hard it is pr to pronounce this? K A M R E N for Cameron. That one's the easy part. X A Y S O N G K A M. Just like it looks. Zison Cam. Just like it looks. Every time that we help out the public address announcers, when we go on the road. They get to number 49. Is he going to play? And they just stop. <laughs> no, please. Well, he's here, so we'll, we'll tell you how. And then once you tell them how to pronounce it, like, oh, okay, well, that's yeah. not, that's not hard out. to say. It's just impossible to hear and then connect it to the letters that are on the paper. Minute 32 to go in the game, 35-23. Four-day state trailing Central Oklahoma. And again, if you're just joining us, boy. Escape turned in the fourth quarter. Four days it was down 22-17 at the Bronco 20. And an incredible interception by Noah West. He batted it up into the air, picked it off. He actually returned it for a touchdown, but he got called for an illegal block in the back. But eventually drove in and scored. And then Jack Dawson tried to force one into double coverage. And the Broncos picked it off with the Tiger 41 and eventually scored. 14 points off of interceptions here in the fourth quarter swinging this game and it looked like Fort A State was maybe going to go in and take the lead. So the lineup for the onside kick and it's going to be Janky to kick a little squibber. Lands at the 35. A Bronco runs under it and they will recover the squib kick and they will have the football at about the 35 yard line. So the Tigers try a little, little pooch kick actually is what they tried but it's unsuccessful. Minute 31 left, Broncos have it first and 10 at the 33. I really believe Central Oklahoma could go to the victory formation here and Fort A State would not oh. stop the clock and, and I say that because now you got some guys way down on the depth chart starting to come in for the Tigers. Mason Ballman is in there, Kate Melvin uh, runs into the ball game as well so uh, Fort A State is willing to let whatever Central Oklahoma wants to do here uh, they'll they'll let them let them do it, including that would be the victory formation if they so wish. In the I formation right now, Davis is under center. He's going to hand it off to the fullback Carney, and he's just going to bust his way up the middle to about the 38-yard line. A lot of a lot of new faces in there. Shane Watts, Mason Ballman in on that stop for Fort A State. Ballman out of Carney on the Bishop Carroll High, oh, and now and now Shane Watts lives. 
Shane Watson's got an injury. He comes out of the game. Shoulder injury. This is unreal. I told Chris Brown when we went out to record his pregame interview this week, I'm afraid to come out because I may fall down the steps and I may be on the injured list for the game. Unreal. I've never seen anything like it. And they played, they did, again, so many things well today, but just not able to overcome the mistake. Second down and four after the six-yard gain. It's the fullback once again. This will be a first down out across the 45 to the 46-yard line. Kobe Rome, the tackle for four-day state. Clock rolling now, 41 seconds to go. They'll have to snap it one more time. We're talking about all those little things. We got at four-day state, there's a lot of inexperienced guys, younger guys that are playing key roles right now. And the little things that the the experienced guys have mastered, those are the things that aren't there yet for the younger Tigers that are playing. That's the big difference right now. Call it an excuse. Call it a reason. When you have now, from my count, with the two that went down today, 20 starters that have been hurt and missed significant time, what are you supposed to do? It, those injuries add up to the little things that then do this. Clock is down to two, it's down to one, and that is the ball game. Central Oklahoma turned four turnovers into a win. They beat the Tigers today 35 to 23. So Central Oklahoma goes to five and two under their new head coach, Adam Doral. Florida State did a lot of good things today, but four more giveaways, too much to overcome, and they lose by a final of 35 to 23. We will take a break. A lot to come your way. We'll hear from head coach Chris Brown, some players, the final numbers, and more as our next tech wireless postgame show begins after this timeout. 35-23 the final. UCO the win today at home over four-day state. This is the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. Thanks, Gerard. Coach, a game that there were so many highs and so many lows, but in the end, just not enough highs to get it done. There wasn't. You know, there were some really good things that we did in that game. And the thing I'm so proud about these kids is I got, today I, feel, I finally feel like they came out and competed for four quarters. Yes, we had mistakes, and yes, we gave up too many big, two big plays on, too many big plays on defense. Um, turned the ball over offensively a couple times. Uh, missed a couple of balls that, you know, could have been caught for touchdowns or even maybe not touchdowns, but big plays at least. But just missing opportunities. You know, if we can clean this thing up and quit missing opportunities when they're in front of us, you know, we'll win some ball games, but it, it comes down to those little things like that 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 are holding us back right now. And uh, again, we're young; we got a lot of guys playing that we weren't expecting to play. And you know, at least they're getting some experience, some game experience, and learning how to play this game of football at a high level. You know, and playing against a speed that they really haven't seen. So, they're really proud of them. Thought they battled, thought they competed. Just got to clean up those little things that are hurting us right now. How many of those little things that aren't happening comes from the 20 or 20 plus guys that would be starters or significant playing guys that aren't on the field now? Just the, the, the timing of it, you know, and only gets, you know, bringing those guys over from the scout team or something. All of a sudden they're thrown into, hey, you're playing this week and, and understanding what the concepts are and how we're running these plays. And, you know, it takes a lot to, to really understand what we're truly trying to do. But they're out there and they're competing, and that's that's the cool thing to see is you know, when they get out there, they work their tails off, they give everything they possibly can. Are they going to get beat here and there? Yes. And But that's just that's growing experience, right? And that's growing pains that we go through right now. But, you know, again, even though we have those 20 injuries, I still expect the guys in that room to go out and compete and try to win ball games, eliminate the mistakes, and we win that game. 
There was a time in the third quarter where it looked like it might turn into a blowout, and it's kind of like everybody decided enough was enough, and that's when the comeback started to happen. It was, and it's, it's, you know, it's just a character, pride, you know, trying to overcome some adversity, which I felt like we, we kind of did that a little bit. We fought back. We didn't quit, and that's something we hadn't seen out of this team all year long. So the preaching and the talking about these things are, are finally starting to sink in their heads finally. You know, our seniors got four games left. That's it. You know, and then our our juniors and, you know, some of them are probably going to be done as well just because they've graduated and are going to move on. But this sophomore class and they keep playing, we're going to be all right. I mean, the future's going to be bright. I feel like some great things are happening, even though it doesn't look like it, you know, in the record book. But I see good things happening. Guys going the right direction. But at least we competed. I mean, I'm just glad today that we truly competed and our kids didn't quit. The UCO offense kind of lived on big plays, the big 80-yard touchdown, another big play uh, a couple times in the game. What happened to allow those guys to get open, so wide open in the in the game? First, it starts on, you know, we got to do a better job of stopping the run game, you know, which I thought we did at times, but then they would get it and get it moving. And then your secondary guys get a little lazy with their eyes and not reading their keys and, you know, want to fill the run and fill the run, and that's when they get those big plays because, you know, I always teach them, you know, see run check the receivers to see what they're doing and then react and saw run reacted to the run guys get wide open and then that's how you get beat but you know it's going to happen again there are a bunch of young ones trying to learn to figure it out uh but you know i'm still proud of them they still competed still battled and uh i know team's got a ways to go but i think it's going in the right direction team suffered some more injuries today lake heimerman he exited the game and boy if he's had an injury that isn't listed i don't know what it would possibly be what's his status We'll see, you know, I just wanted to make sure that we didn't injure it any further than what we did. You know, a couple times he went down. It kind of gets to the point where, you know, we don't want to continue injuring that thing and, and, and hurting the kid even more. That way if we can get him back for another week or two, um, and that's what we want because Lake's a tremendous leader. I mean, he's on the field competing his tail off. Um, kid has one leg. I mean, he's playing with one, a full leg that's got a you know, torn ACL, but he competes, battles every single play, leader on the field, leader off the field. He's just a man that does everything right. So we've got to keep him around as long as we possibly can, and I hope he's back next week. Last question. Back at the beginning of the ball game, it seemed like this was one of the times that your team came out on fire and was really aggressive at the beginning of the game. Anything different in this week compared to prior weeks? Uh, I think last week we scored on the first drive as well, and I think, you know, this time, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. But <laughs> this week it was a little fire. We still want to score a touchdown in that situation. Um, what's most disappointing is we get up by 10. You know, I just feel like we relax just a little bit, let them get back in the game. But, no, it's just, you know, guys digging deep, looking at themselves, um, you know, and, and figuring out, you know, how bad they really truly want, want to win these games. And it's really just a matter of pride right now. And that's that's what we're playing for is pride and, and heart and having some character and making sure we still finish out this season the right way. And that's playing hard and getting more physical and trying to find a way to win some ball games. Thanks for the time, Coach. Thank you, and hey, happy late birthday, Gerard. Gerard here with running back Adrian Soto, and we'll start Adrian first off. Uh, you know, not obviously the way that you would have liked to see the ball game uh, turn out. What did you see just from your group in this one? Uh, I think we started out pretty strong, and I felt like we were going to come back in the second half with the same mentality, and then... Um, I think just a lot of little things all together, all around defense, offense, and they start to add up towards the end of the game. And 
that shows on the scoreboard. You mentioned uh, kind of the quick start. I mean, it seemed like you guys were aggressive on offense in that first quarter. You're obviously running the ball hard, but just uh, kind of unfortunately seemed like the offense kind of stalled there in the second quarter, and, and that allowed them to kind of take the lead, and you guys could never get it going again. Yeah, uh, I think coming into the game, you know, we know our record, so we really have nothing to lose, so we're trying you know, we want to win so bad, and then I think when something like goes wrong, it starts to be a mentality thing, and people start to look down a bit, and then it's kind of contagious, and then it just shows on the field. I know that uh, you were banged up on the season coming in, but it seemed like getting healthy maybe a little bit, and definitely running hard here, especially the last handful of weeks. Yeah, I'm feeling better. I still got what's going on, but you know, I'm trying to be out there, put my all on the field with what's happening, and I just want to play and do what I can for the team because they feel they need me and I need them, so I'm trying to put my heart out on the field out there. With the conditions, you still went the entire way. How, how difficult is that? I know we talked with uh, some other guys, the conditions, it's, it was a hot day and it made it difficult. Um, how did you kind of handle that and were able to go the whole way? Yeah, a lot of water, a lot of Gatorade some salt, some electrolytes, but it was definitely a little tough. You know, it's hard to breathe a little bit, but it was just something I'm kind of used to. I'm always, like, on the go, like, always going, going. Like, I, I really try not to quit. I really never try to pull myself out. Like, I'm going to stay out there, and if I die out there, I'm going to die out there. Very good. Thanks, Adrian. Thank you. Back to you, Gerard. Gerard here with linebacker Mikhail Williams. Mikhail, you finished with seven tackles in the ball game, but obviously come up short on uh, on the final score. Just take us through a little bit of what you saw in the ball game and, uh, and just kind of where you're at right now. Uh, I think we played pretty well this first and for the whole game, really. We just got to eliminate the mistakes. That's been our biggest problem this season, just the mistakes. Once we eliminate those, I think we can beat anybody in the conference. Yeah, it seemed like a couple deep balls were, were kind of the difference in, in the passing game that got them going. Yeah, it did. Uh, we just... We just got to lock in more, stay focused. I know we were a little hot because we're not used to playing in the middle of the day, but you know, at the end of the day, we still got to keep our minds. Yeah, and I was curious how that affected you. It seemed like everybody at one point was dealing with cramps. How difficult is that to, to know that, you know, everybody keeps telling you to keep hydrated, but at some point there's just nothing you can do, right? Yeah, I mean, like you said, we got to keep hydrating and just condition ourselves better, prepare for the rest of the the rest of the midday games, because I know we got a lot more coming up. And for your group, what do you got to do here down the stretch to get this thing turned around and, and finish on a good note? Uh, just keep playing. Keep playing hard like we did today. Eliminate those small mistakes. Stop the run. Stop the pass. And I think we'll be fine. It does seem like no matter who was out there, you know, a lot of guys different got, a, got an opportunity to play. Played hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody played hard. Everybody that came out there came and played hard. We had some backups come in and step up big time today. We got two starters out, but I think everybody came in and did, did, did what they were supposed to do. All right, thanks, Mikkel. No problem. Thank you. Once again, linebacker Mikkel Williams here on the Post Game Show.